Welcome to the Captain's Run, a very, very special episode. We are down here in the great land of Gympie at Toolkit Depot. Down here, we can smell the snags. It oh. is absolutely, honestly, I think we might have to call it quits already. <laughs> Look, yes, some, some crazy stuff happened in rugby league, guys. Uh, footy's back. How good? I'll see you next week. <laughs> Don't <that>? leave us. <laughs> Please, Cappy. No, no, we're here, we're here. Uh, yeah, so anyway, welcome back to the Captain's Run. Smithy, mate. We drove up here together. Beautiful day in Queensland. Yes. How good? How you been? Yeah, no, really good. Uh, what a great weekend of footy. We've seen Golden Point matches. We've seen goals kicked on the siren and field goals from obscure places on the on the footy field to win matches. I love how close the competition is, Kempi. And, yeah. and you know, for the all the people I, I speak to, rugby league people that watch you know games closely every week. Even people that don't follow the NRL all that closely, they're just saying the games we're watching is, are fantastic, mm. which is so great for our sport. You know, the last couple of years we've we've contended with blowouts and and top eights that had huge gap between them and, and the bottom eight. Whereas now we got the Warriors sitting second. We got teams that have been struggling over the last couple of seasons. They're in the top eight. The Broncos are well, your Broncos are unbeaten at the oh, moment. The yeah. only club unbeaten. Let's go. We'll get to that a little bit further. That's that, ladies and gentlemen. That's all we spoke about on the trip up today. We to did. Gympie was the Broncos. We did. But um, yeah, look, great weekend, mate. And, and nice to be here in Gympie. Um, we've seen a lot of fans down here at TKT uh, already. Um, they're coming out. They've got a sausage. I'm a little bit jealous. They're eating their sausage sizzle already. If you need some great tools, come down and say good day. Get a photo and speak to all the people at TKD. Yep, we'll be here for the next three hours. And uh, TKD, they're high-end tools as well. So if you're a tradie and you need something you can't really get at Bunnings, head over to TKD and they'll have everything sorted for you. But huge news uh, has been created, almost a war of worlds. War of words, sorry. Uh, so the Panthers go down to Canberra. Mm -hmm. They touch the Raiders up, beat them by a substantial margin, score 50 points. The last try of the game, uh, Salmon scores. Yes. And basically you can see he's... Mouth, you know, mm. the yep. weak gutted dog comment that was made by Ricky Stewart last year. Yep. Then uh, Ivan Cleary was asked uh, at the end of the, the the press conference after the victory, mm -hmm. basically, you know, thoughts on Salmon's try at the end there, rah rah, and uh, Ivan just responded, karma. That's what I think. Karma's come good, around. Good karma. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. And so Paul Kent has come out on um, his show, and basically said, "quote It was a mugs comment, to be honest." I don't mind Jamin Salmon saying what he said. If you want to return serve when someone has shot at, shot at you, go for your life. But don't walk around kicking stones and giving the sad face and telling everyone how hurt you are, how hurt and upset you are, and how everyone give you a hug because of how unfair it is. And live on the sympathy of that for months. And then you're back in town. And when you're up 53 to 12 <laughs> and you fire back at them, then he went on to say, as a coach... Good on Ivan for standing by his player. As a father who coaches his son, ironically, but as a father, maybe he should have a little more understanding of where Ricky was coming from and just elected to say nothing. I have a problem with this Penrith team in that, as we've seen again, they just lack class. They win grand finals and rub their opponents' noses in it. They give a big up yours to anybody that gives them criticism. Don't sit there and say how sad you are about it and then return serve and say the exact same thing six months later when you've got your tail up. And then they went on again to say basically... Uh, that the Panthers' footy is saved them a lot from, I guess, their off-field stuff, uh, basically saying that uh, they continue to pile up. Panthers are really stacking a case as the NRL's ugly brand. Only their footballers saved them. Wow. He has not missed. No. Well, he's had a red-hot crack, hasn't he? And, and, you know, hasn't hidden the fact that, you know, he, he's well and truly in 
Sticky's corner. I mean, Ricky Stewart's corner. Wow, he's in his corner. I think that's pretty clear to say. Um, you know, and and there are there are certain parts of of uh, you know the way Penrith have have gone about their business that I don't agree with too. Particularly like the post grand final stuff. I mm. thought you know they could have handled that very differently. Mm. Um, you know, it's a it's not a great feeling to lose a grand final. Um, you know, and they experienced that in 2020, so they know exactly what it's like to. To, to come second or, or, or lose the grand final. So, um, you know, some of their comments post last year in particular, after they beat Parramatta, I, I don't agree with at all. Um, but, you know, the, the, the one on the weekend, um, you know, with Salmon, I, you know, I just think that's, well, you know, if it was okay for, for Ricky to come out and make the comment that he made in a post-match press conference last year, then why can't Salmon do it as well? You know, and I'm, also I'm sure I'm sure that's been in the back of his mind for a mm. long, long time, and it and it hurt him. And unfortunately, what 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 was a personal issue was was actually brought into the public eye by Ricky Stewart first. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yep. you know, like if, if that stayed behind closed doors, we w- no one would know about it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was instigated by Ricky, unfortunately, and and. Uh, of course, you know his emotions would have been high, and he's a he's an emotional type of person. He's an emotional coach. I've been coached by Ricky, and thoroughly enjoy his his coaching, just for the record. But um, you know that was brought to the public eye in that in that post match press press conference when he made that comment about Salmon. Mm. Yeah. So I I really don't see a problem with you know the right of reply that he made after he scored that try the other night. Oh, mate, I I totally agree, and also I I don't understand. Maybe there's something I'm missing, and maybe uh, Kenty's got more of an insight than me, but I don't think the Panthers have been rolling around sooking or sulking or well, saying, yeah, not that me. I was aware of. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not in the thick of it. I'm yeah, not neither in am Sydney I. and all that type of stuff, but yeah, I, I, I didn't realise they were either. I, I, the only thing that they basically said that was not good, what Ricky said. Yeah, it was pretty ordinary. Yeah. And then outside of that, I think that they went about their business as usual. Now, maybe Kenty's got more information that we don't have, but from my interactions with everyone at Penrith and They'd moved on and they won a premiership. Yeah. I don't think that they were kicking stones or sulking about it. I think they got on with it pretty quickly. Really. Yeah. You could, and you could tell that with their footy last year. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, very surprising. And also, in regards to the comment, um, NRL's ugliest brand, I just think that that's really unfair on what the impact they've had, the positive impact they've had out in Penrith. They've really revitalised the area. Mm. I mean, it is, it is measurable, measurable, the impact they have had on the Western Sydney and the area of mm. Penrith, you know, including the inc- increased real estate prices. Like, people want to be living out in Penrith and out. Being in Penrith is cool now. Yeah. 15 years ago, you, you not so much. People used to scoff at it. They used mm. to say, oh, you, now it is cool. And that all is on the back of the leadership. Successful footy side. Successful footy side. Then you look mm. at the people they've created. Brian Toll, he's a model citizen. Mm. Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Nathan Cleary. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Like, yes, they've had some off-field stuff. Every club has off-field stuff. Yep. It's every club has young men making mistakes. So I, I just think it's a pretty un, pretty harsh comment and unfair comment to call them NRL's ugliest brand, especially when the impact, the positive impact they have had in Penrith is is almost second to none. Yeah, and and just unfortunately, it's it's the way Aussies are in general, particularly when it comes to sports. It's it's the tall poppy syndrome. Mm. We all love to see the, the team that are doing really well. Mm. We like to see them just chop back down yeah. at times just to hey, come back with us, mate. We, mm. don't, we, like, we like something good, but not too good. Yep, absolutely. And I, ex- I experienced that firsthand at Melbourne Storm. Yeah. 
you know, when, when the Storm were, you know, successful for long periods of time, um, you, you tend to cop a fair bit of criticism yep. at any opportunity, Absolutely. at any small thing, at any little hiccup, bang, people are on to you. And that's just what Penrith are dealing with right now. I, I, I think they're actually, they're doing a, quite a good job to, to shut that external stuff out, mm. you know, the things that they can't control. And I'm talking about, you know, people's opinion of them and, and the way they go about things and whatnot. And it's okay for people to to, to not agree with the way, you know, they they do certain things and I mentioned that I'm, I'm one of those people particularly it was the grand final stuff that you know yeah. I didn't particularly agree with but it is what it is and they move on um, and if they're okay with it and you know it it they can continue playing their brand of football and they're happy in their community and whatnot then then they, they'll continue to do that I, I agree and also like the comments post football post grand final there is a, an infinite universe away from saying you know what not the best, like some people enjoy it, some people don't, to NRL's ugliest brand. It's like, yeah. come on, there's a yeah. universe away from those two things. That's so heavy. I, I I'll tell you, there, there was one, sorry, Kemby, there was, there was a fairly accurate um, comment made by one of their players at the moment, and I'm sorry, West Tigers fans, but Appy's, Appy's comment about not playing finals, <laughs> they're a long way from that at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, my personal opinion on that situation is I don't think that the Panthers were kicking rocks, and I don't no. think they were sooking. I think no. they did. Actually, the answer they gave was the best answer you can. That's going to win a comp. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so, yeah, I, hopefully this is uh, the end of it because I, um, if you watch the documentary all the way with Ivan Cleary, you see how much he's in tears when he ha- gives his last jersey to Api Korosau mm-hmm. and uh, kick out before their grand final, before they leave. Knowing that's going to be their last game. He's yep. literally in tears. That's how much he cares about he cares. his players. Yeah. So for him just to say one little good karma, of course he's <laughs> going to say that. That's his <laughs> yeah. player. That's right. Nothing disrespectful. As any right. other good coach would do. Um, so anyway, love them or hate them, they're still putting the results up on the board. If you hate them, beat them. That's, that's always right. the way to do it. That's uh, mate. That's the best way to do it. Now, speaking of, of on top of the top of the board or getting the wins. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah, <laughs> Rizzy Broncos, Smithy, undefeated, yep. five game winning streak, first time since 1998 or something like that. What's yep, long time you, ago. What's impressed you most about the Broncos, and what's something that is maybe the average fan may not be mm-hmm. seeing? Yeah, well, look, I've just I've been really impressed um, with the way. Well, this is a bit of a general comment, but the way they've gone about their footy, their high energy. Um, you know, everyone's talking. You know, Reese Walsh at the moment and how exciting he's been. He was he's been fantastic ever since. Um, you know, coming back. You know, from that injury he had early in the season. I think he joined was it round three. I think his first game was for the Broncos, and he hit the ground running. He was just absolutely flying. Um, but, you know, the, the young players around him too. Ezra Mam um, has made so much improvement this year off yeah. last year, which is, which is great to see young guys not just be happy with, you know, being, being a first grader and getting an opportunity in season one, but then going on and, and building on that in season two mm. and, and then doing the things he's doing at the moment. There's just a lot of excitement around that footy club at the moment and yeah. in the city in particular. The biggest, biggest victory, of course, was the one they had against the Dolphins in the Battle of Brisbane, and there yep. was, you know, the bit of banter going to and forth between the two clubs about who actually owned <laughs> Brisbane, uh, who's, who's Brisbane? <laughs> yeah, they, well, yeah, they, they do, uh, but who's 
who, which team owned Brisbane yeah. and you know Suncorp and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, you know, there was a bit of banter post game, yeah. you know, on the Twitter feeds and all that yeah, type of stuff. It. And um, it, it was great fun. But uh, look, they you know they they look they look the real deal at the moment. But but Kempy, yes. There are certain parts of their game, and I mentioned this yesterday um, on Patton Heels on SENQ, that there are parts of their game that I do see, and in and maybe because I played the game for a long time, I look at it a little bit differently, or maybe a little bit closer yep. um, than other people. There are parts of their game that I do look at and go, if you don't get on top of that now, it's going to come back and, and hurt you at some stage in the season, yeah, and and it could eat into your season as well, where it could get to a point where it's really hard to change. Mm. Because we get into habits, right? Yeah, yeah. We get into habits as people, but, but we get into habits as athletes and, and sports people as well. Yeah. And you certainly, you can, you can build good habits, but you can also create bad habits in your, in your, in your football side and mm. in your game that are, it takes quite some time to change. Yeah. And you only look back to last year, and I know this is in the past, and a lot of people go, well, that's the past and whatnot. But you look at where the Broncos were last year, sitting fourth, six rounds to go. I know a couple of things went against them with suspensions and injuries, but they dropped out. They fell off a cliff. They fell off a cliff. Mm -hmm. And that's, as a Broncos fan like you are, you don't want to see these guys create bad habits in their game. And then at some stage when they come up against a good side like a Penrith or a Roosters or... Melbourne, Bunnies, whatever it is, and they just go bang, and then all of a sudden they lose that confidence and it's just a downward spiral. Mm. Now, there's been games where they finish with high scores. Now, I'm talking about some of these things maybe creeping in. They've had a couple of slow starts, right? But they've, yep. just, they've, just, they've had more class than the opposition. Mm. Dragons was a, was a perfect example. Yep. They, they were getting beaten and they, they finished with a flurry of tries. I think they yep. scored like three tries in the last four minutes or yeah, something, yep. which blew Absolutely. the score right out. Um, they did the same against the Dolphins. Um, similar story against the Cowboys as well. Um, but those teams, they got away to faster starts than the Broncos, but certain things went against the opposition, um, which you know, gave the Broncos an opportunity. So Drinkwater gets put in the bin 10 minutes. He hits Corey Oates high. Yeah. They score two tries. Yep. They control the game. Um, you know, Tessie New injures himself this, the, when they played the Dolphins. Um, Tessie New injures himself. Nick Arima gets a face facial injury, yep. loses him for the game. They're down to you know 16 men. Then the Dolphins lose their most, in, well, their key player in, in Sean O'Sullivan with 10 minutes to go when the game is in the balance. Yeah. And then they go on to win by six points. So that's what I'm talking about. Just, you know, they they, they are winning football games, but there's a couple of things that I just, when, I, when I'm watching them, I really, I just hope, sure, I, I hope that they're addressing these things at training and, and trying to get them out of the game. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely agree. Like, I'm so stoked. It's so good that the boys are getting win after win, and it's great for the club, and good on them for working hard and bouncing back. But when you get to that, at the moment, they're relying on their individual brilliance at times just to get them out of games. Payne Haas coming on and doing something crazy. Reese Walsh doing something amazing. Ezra Mam, Reynolds kicking game. Well, the Katoni Stags in yeah. the Dolphins game. Like, you picked up that loose ball and had to run 100 to, well, to get the victory. Yeah, exactly. And so in the big games against the big play, the big teams... You aren't more talented than them. You're equally as talented. It's about who can execute as a game plan better. It really is. You, you very rarely win the big games through talent. You win it through game execution. I mean, you'd have more, much more experience with that than I'd, I'd assume. But is that fair? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, mate. That, and that's, that's what I'm talking about, good habits, right? So we're not relying on individuals yeah. 
to win these games because <clears throat> very rarely will the good sides give individual players opportunities to do those things. Yeah. It's, a, it's about building a, a game plan throughout the whole group, you know, throughout your whole 13 to be able to wear the opposition down. And that, that's just, I'm not saying the Broncos are playing poorly. I'm just no, saying there's the small things in their game that victories can smooth over at times that they just need to stay on top of. Well, it's, you're basically saying they've set a standard for themselves now. They, might, they could win a comp this year. Exactly. So we're saying that's how we're judging them. We're not judging them like, oh, how good would it be if they made the top eight? <laughs> We're saying this they, is, they have to be there. They have to be in the top four now because of the, they've set the standard themselves. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about the revival of the New Zealand Warriors and Sean Johnson, incredible victory, plus plenty more. Let's have a quick injury wrap in round five. Thanks to Victor School and Sports Club Supplies. Visit victorsports.com.au. Now we've got James. Oh, actually, I'll let you do it. Well, we've got a lot of concussion uh, this this round, yeah, Kempi, wow. and these guys, I think they may be sitting out with their 11-day stand-down policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all these guys. So we've got James Tedesco, big out for the Roosters, particularly this week, taking on uh, the Melbourne Storm down in Melbourne. Uh, Alex Johnston, of course, he face-planted, he hit the turf. Oh, uh, yeah. That attempted uh, try. <laughs> oh, Poor fella, jeez. Uh, Tyson Gamble, Viliami Kikau, and Raymond Faitala Mariner, all out due to concussion. Frank Pele, broken arm, two months. Wow. Uh, he's going to spend on the, on the side playing line. so well too, didn't he? Christian Tuipilotu, uh, he's got three weeks at the moment uh, on the sidelines with a knee injury. Ben Trebojevic, hamstring, six weeks. Jeez, they can do a hamstring. Oh, wow. The Trebojevic boys, maybe not Jakey. Maybe because they're so tall. Doesn't run fast yeah. enough. <laughs> Jakey. We love, it. we love Jakey. Uh, Helam Lukey, oh, no. four to six weeks, he's out. Um, Jordan McLean, one week, both, I think, hamstring. Are they both hamstrings? Helam Lukey just come back from an AC I know, uh, I know. injury. And, so and promising a, to a great young, great young player. Um, and Milford, Anthony Milford, of course, um, some half issues there at the Dolphins. Hamstring, three to four weeks. Wow. Plenty across the weekend, Kempi. Uh, Victor School and Sports Club supplies, supplying school and sports throughout Australia. Visit victorsports.com. Uh, but we've got uh, more. To- we've got more topics. We've got texts here. We've got a few texts here. Um, oh, we've also got Toby Rudolph. He's out for oh, yeah, we missed three that one. months with a toe injury. Confirmed this morning. Wow. Uh, but we've got some texts here regarding the um, the whole situation with the Panthers. Mm. Uh, Kent is smothering for Teflon Sticky. Kent to turn <laughs> that on the whole club is ridiculous. Uh, the story should be: Is Teflon the man to bring the Raid- Raiders out of the doldrums? Isn't that a uh, isn't that a ironic name? Teflon sticky. Yes, because yeah. things don't stick to Teflon. Yeah, yeah, dad joke, dad joke. <laughs> I do, I do. Dad joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. One of your best, Smithy. One of your best. Yeah. Um, Penrith are definitely not mugs, uh, as Kenty has suggested. Mugs don't hang around after home and away games and mingle with the fans and community for 90 minutes or more. Mm. The community has bought into the side and the side has bought into the community. Yeah, which is, which is the point you made, mate. A hundred percent. There has been a marked difference in the Penrith community because of this playing group, because of the club. Uh, very tough to say that, uh, that they've got an ugly brand. Mm. Now, let's talk about another fantastic brand. The revival of the New Zealand Warriors getting oh. a win. 20 nil down. Sean Johnson kicks a conversion to win the game. Yep. What do you think of this, Smithy? Well, no surprise either. They're back at home and they look happy. Mm. And they look content, as you would be, you know, after spending so much time away. Um, of course, they they spent pretty much t- two years in in Australia with the COVID lockdown and the you know the, the border closures and all that sort of stuff. So there's no surprise that they that they're playing a much better style of football now after being you know back around their loved ones and their family and friends and, and whatnot. 
Um, and we have not seen a, a, a Warriors team bounce back from a from a well a poor start like they did on the weekend for a long, long time. Yep. And Sean Johnson, well, you know, many people are talking about his form at the moment. It's it's some of the best form we've seen him in for for. Oh, geez, off the top of my head, maybe what six, seven seasons. He just he we haven't seen him take the game on the way he has over the last month. Like he's he's running the football strongly. He's taken the line on on numerous occasions, coming up with big plays when his teams need it. Like that that penalty goal that he took with what thirty seconds not remaining. Easy. Not easy. Like the the conditions were awful. Wet game. Breeze is blowing. It always blows down there. Um, at Cronulla. And he just slotted it. He just yeah. come up with a big play. That that is a huge play. Like you, you cannot underestimate the pressure that those players are under at the time. Now I know you know they're professionals and they practice and all that sort of stuff. But after 80 minutes of, of football to come up with a play like that, it's just huge. So for the for the Warriors to be sitting second on the ladder, great for that team, great for the club, great for the organisation. But it's it's huge. Like you would you can't underestimate what. That would be doing for rugby league back in New Zealand. Oh, absolutely! With this team going so well, yeah. Well, you'd know, mate. You've played. You've played yeah. there. Oh, mate! Like when when the boys are going good, the New Zealand players, uh, the New Zealand Warriors, the the fans get behind them like massively. I remember when I was over there, they'd come off a good year. I just signed for them, and our trial match outsold the Auckland Blues. There you go. Round one match. That's how much they got behind <laughs> there you us. Go. So it's it's massive, and what and it's actually ironic, although. You know, I think that the Broncos roster is, is substantially better on paper. If you wanted to look at a side that is doing the little things right at the moment, it's the Warriors. Mm. They've got a roster that is is solid, but you wouldn't say it's, you know, a top four on paper roster. Yep. Um, but they're doing the little things right, making sure they've got their systems in place. And I think that all is all to Andrew Webster going over there and just starting fresh. Well, he's, he's done such a great job. And, you know, I, I think he, you know, he's had the luxury of being in an organisation that that do those things better than most clubs or better than any club really at the moment and that's Penrith like he spent a fair bit of time at the Penrith Panthers so there's no doubt he's taken some of those systems across to the Warriors and, and added his own little flavour of coaching but uh, they are they are playing a style of footy at the moment that you have to be at your very best to beat them you know, they don't look like a team that walks out in the field and beats themselves like when you talk to yeah, when you have a conversation with Warriors fans over the years, the general feedback would be like, very frustrating team to to support because yep. you know they they can be rocks and diamonds. Mm. They can be you know the, you know along with amongst the, the best teams in the comp you know for a couple of weeks and then they turn out the next week and they're a shadow of themselves. Yeah. At the moment, they're playing that consistent football that if you if you give them opportunities or you're not at your best, they'll beat you. Yeah, absolutely. I um, yeah, I'm so happy for the Warriors going this well. And the positive is, is the only way is up because they can go into the market over the next few years. And salary caps not all out of, all out of whack. Mm. They if they could, I, I still don't have them in the eight this year yet. But yes. if they could sneak into the eight or at least hit, hit the ninth or tenth mark, it's very enticing for people to get across there. I, I'll tell you the the positive for them too. Come mid season, like do they have players that that could represent New South Wales or Queensland? Or, or, or are they, they all non-origin players? I think, and also they're missing quite a few players too. Yeah, well, they Tor, Torhu Harris, exactly. Torhu Harris. They've got a quite, um, quite a few other players that uh, can come back as well. 
It is a really, really exciting time for the Warriors. But we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to get to your texts. So make sure to text in 0457 736 736. We've also got our best hands segment later, thanks to Schnitz. We've got, I think we've got Ezra Mann coming on the show later Ezra. as well. So make sure to stay tuned. You call in 1300 01 1170, and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day and Toolkit Depot. Get it done with Toolkit Depot this Easter. Get it done on the long weekend with great deals on outdoor gear from Toolkit Depot. Now, a uh, couple of talking points uh, from round five. Three players charged on Sunday with hip drop tackles. Uh, Marata Niakota, Dale Finucan, Jaden Ockenbaugh. Do you like the NRL sin bidding these players and players facing heavy suspension? Thoughts, Smithy? Yeah, well, this is a difficult one because, like, it's... It's been it's a tackle that's been spoken about over the last couple of years, in particular. Mm. Oh, well, I think it may have sort of found its way into the game, uh, well, at least into the eye of the match review committee around what twenty twenty. Yeah. So maybe the last you know sort of few seasons. It's it's a tackle like if if we're going to be fair dinkum about it, it's a tackle that's been happening for a long, long time. Long a time. long, long time. Yeah. And I'm talking about when I was a young fellow. I, I, I see some of the classic matches on TV, and you can go back and watch Vision. If you, if you watch closely every tackle, you, you have defenders falling into the legs of ball carriers um, a lot. Mm. Okay, Now, I'm not going to put a percentage on it and say, you know, half the tackle's made or a third of the tackle's made, but it is a lot. Mm. Now, for whatever reason... Um, we're seeing some injuries occur because of these tackles these days and, and, and because there's much more spotlight on it. And we go looking for it. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Because it's been made a, a tackle and it's been given a name, we go looking for this tackle now. Um, so guys, are they're, they're finding themselves in hot water um, during games, after games, whether it's not picked up in the game uh, you know, it's 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 found by the match review committee at times. I'll tell you the thing that I struggle with is that it happens more often than it, than it is charged. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. It happens more often than it is charged, if you understand what I mean. So these, these tackles happen more in games than what we're... Minimum once a set. ...we're told about, right? But because because the ball carrier doesn't react mm. to the to the tackle... Nothing's said about it. Yeah. Nothing's done about it. Yeah. Okay. So that just shows how often it does happen. Now, I'm not too sure whether our listeners have enough time on the weekend to, to sit down and just dedicate 80 minutes to, to looking for these tackles. Yeah. But I'll guarantee you, if you did, if you, if you had enough time on a third, like tomorrow night, Friday night, across the weekend, if you sat down and just look for them, you'll find them. 100% you will. And I'll tell you, I'll guarantee you, the ones you see, if there's no injury or a player, a ball carrier doesn't react, nothing will be done about it. Perfect example, Marty Tapua. Marty Against Tapu- the Roosters. Yes, that's he right. Bounced straight back up. Yep. Sweet. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. No charge. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we need to get these tackles out of the game because serious injuries can occur. But what I will say is this, Kempi, there's not a single player that I've played with or against that, that does this tackle... Right on purpose to try and hurt someone. Mm. Now, you know, I'm talking about you know my time in Melbourne, and then I spent time with players from other clubs during Origin camps and uh, international camps. 
and not not once did I ever see them in our defensive training, our tackle practice, practice that tackle. Yeah. Unfortunately, these these things do happen at times, and players pick up injuries. Graham Ennisley said so himself in his in his pre- press conference that he does weekly, when it, when asked about these tackles, he spoke about how accidents do happen. I, I just don't get how we can charge players for accidental um, incidents. Mm. Well, Dale Finucane is getting what? Four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks for for a hip drop tackle. I, I just, you know, and I, and I know we're, we're, we're trying to get rid of the tackle out of the game, but as I said, if you go, I go back and watch, watch games from when I was a, a young fella, and I'm, so this is like 90s, mid-90s, it was happening then. But but the game just the game wasn't where it is now. Where you know we're talking about you know player welfare and we we want to discourage tackles yeah. that that cause injury or mm. could cause injury. That's where we are right now. Yeah, we're trying to stop tackles that may cause injury. Mm. Mm. I, I think at times we just need to sort of take a breath and go. Well, listen, what type of game do we want to play? Yeah, this has been a great game for a long time, and we've we've actually had. You know the mindset or the attitude to say, well, look. Unfortunately, we play a, we play a brand of 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 sport that injuries will happen. Not mm. not may happen. Definitely, happen. they will happen. Yeah. Okay. What we want to discourage is the intentional acts and and the acts that yeah. when a, when a defender makes a decision to come in with say a swinging arm, a shoulder charge, cannonball tackle. Those 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 yeah those those type of tackles that that. They they make the decision to do the wrong thing, yep. where they know it's the it's the wrong tackle. It's a tackle that's outlawed. They're the ones that we want to discourage. And you look across the weekend. I think those three tackles that those players were charged, they're all play they're all played in pretty ordinary conditions. Mm. Um, you know, wet, slippery. Sometimes you get caught in very awkward positions. And all the player, all the defending players, trying to do is is to try to bring the attacker to ground. Mm. That's his job. Um, I just think we just we we need to have an understanding of the position that the defender's in at times. Yeah. At, at the moment, the if you're a defender in our game at the moment, my goodness, the the amount of things you're thinking about, take away where you're going to tackle someone, the amount of things you're thinking about going into a tackle, thinking, if I get this slightly wrong, I'm going to miss the next couple of weeks. Yep. Oh, mate. It- <laughs> It's you're thinking about a million different things, oh. and you're right. I think that the, the, the with, there's something getting lost in the nuance of a decision. Like there's a clear difference between a tackle's happened, someone swung around and landed on an ankle, to intentionally jumping into the back legs, jumping into the back legs to chop them down. And I th- it's really I think that because we're trying to do this blanket statement of like let's just get rid of the hip drop, we're not taking into account that. These things happen so quickly. How can you can't, sometimes you can't control where your body ends up. No. You can swing around people. You can land on certain things. No. And so the ones that are intentional where you go, you know, the bloke was standing in a tackle and he's mm. just gone crunch. When you have down. an opportunity to, do, to make yeah. a different style of tackle. Then you go, okay, let's, let's, let's throw the book at him. Um, and also just quickly, so Finucane is going to miss three weeks because I took the early guilty plea. Yeah, and three. the Tapua tackle was against the Dolphins, I'm pretty sure, as well. Yes. Um, and, yeah, so, mate, I agree with you. It, it, it has to be a difference between, first of all, as well, we watch them in slow-mo constantly. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. sometimes I think that 
And, and the tough thing is, I know there is a lot of ex-players that are involved in these positions, but I think they forget how quickly these things happen. Yeah. They are, you are not even think like half the things I did on my footy field, I can't even remember. <laughs> like, because it happens so quickly. You know, you go, you, some, how many times have you gone back and watched a game and you thought something happened a certain way? Yeah, exactly. And it happens a different way. Yep. Because it's moving so quick. Yep. You, you don't have time to think. So, look, I think, I think uh, three weeks is a, is a little bit tough. And I think especially, like, the near Corey one, I thought that, I didn't even think that was a penalty. Honestly, mm. that was just his body flung around. I mean, anyway, I think uh, it's going to be one of those things that the, the NRL is going to react because of the, the way it looks when a player goes down injured. Yeah. You know, you don't want people staying down, pretending to be injured now because mm. they can get a penalty from it. So it's going to be tough, mate, yeah. tough. But hopefully they can find some nuance in between the ones that are unintentional and the ones that are intentional. Yep. Got a few texts here, Smithy. Yes. Hey, Beacon Goat, how do you think the Titans and Dolphins will go in the next few rounds with so many injuries to their spine? Yeah. Well, that that's the thing we spoke around the captain's run early rounds of this year, wasn't it? Mm. Particularly with Dolphins and injuries and, and how that may be quite difficult for them to you know continue playing at that level that they were playing at they've now lost another half um you know so they've got a, a young man in katoa there playing um as a 19 year old first season in the nrl trying to lead his team around i know they've got some you know experienced guys um, you know with a lot of experience i should say in that forward pack but you you, you rely heavily on your halves mm to get you around the park and come up with those crucial plays when they need to, when they need to, particularly kicking. I think that's the thing that they're going to miss, particularly with Sean O'Sullivan out, the Dolphins, is his kicking game. Very smart. He's got a very smart kicking game. We've seen that in the first month of football. Um, just, just being able to apply pressure um, to opposition teams with you know, the, the placement of his kicks. Um, he's been around the game for a long time. Um, I've known Sean since he was a young fella. He's just he was a footy head. Yeah, loved from, it from the day he was born. Um, so I think this is where we might see you know a bit of a tough run for the Dolphins, um, which will that was our main concern, wasn't it? Mm. Particularly about that team. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they go, particularly over the next month. I reckon. I think they may have been a skate past a bit of this drama if it wasn't such key positions that got injured. Yeah. Like, if it was a few forwards here or there, you can bring in some tough young fellas that get through 10 games and then, then they go back to reserve grade and get their energies back. But yep. in key positions down to their third string, seven, basically going to have to get Nicodema in there maybe. Mm. Maybe you give the keys of the castle to Katoa and say, look, mate, what you did at Penrith and winning the New South Wales Cup the way you did and Jersey flag, mm -hmm. come and do it here. So anyway, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about Parry Eels. They're opening five rounds. What's going on there? Uh, and are we start, finally starting to see the pieces come together for the Roosters? Mm. Plus plenty, plenty more, including your text. We've got heaps of text to get through, so we'll get through them when we get back after the break. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, to, to the SEN app, download it today for free in the App Store and listen anywhere, anytime. But Smithy, best hands thanks to Schnitz. What do you got today? Well, we weren't short of uh, nominations uh, across the weekend, of course. You know, some great footy play. But one point has to go to Paul Alamoli's quick tip on. Set up Josh Yaddo-Carr, the Fox. Ah, uh, Bala Fox. In the 79th minute against the Cowboys. Impo important try, of course, uh, to take that down to the wire. Um, and of course, and a win to uh, the Doggies against the Cows in a bit of a 
Bit of a wet one it was there. Yeah, yeah. The core. Two points. Jackson Bolo's no-look pass to set up Drew Hutchinson for the first try against the Eels. Mm. Strong victory for the Roosters, of course. They are looking pretty good at the moment. Pretty good. It's pretty clicking. Good. It's clicking. Hopefully it all falls apart tomorrow night. Anyway, <laughs> uh, three points now. What, mate? This bloke. Oh, wow. Could this be possibly the performance, individual performance of the season so far? It's got to be up there. Four tries. So it goes to Dom Young. When he took, when he went up and he, he pretty much jumped clear over Ruben Garrick uh, for the fourth try. And that was in the last minute of play. Yeah. Last minute of play. The, the ball went to the left-hand side of the field. Mm -hmm. I forget who went to Dummy Harper. They threw an absolute Barry Crocker. The ball hit the ground, bounced about four times. Phoenix Crossland picked it up and put in a lovely crossfield kick uh, for Dom Young, who jumped up and scored his fourth against the Seagulls. That, for me, Kempi, was my three points in best hands is it is Dom Young's return game one of the best like you know oh. I'm back boys game yeah after being dropped yeah well, that, that, I couldn't believe he was left out anyway wow. but that that was possibly yeah for, for coming back from playing Reggie's to come back and say listen this is this is the reason you shouldn't have dropped me that's as good as it gets does get I mean, as good as it gets the roosters are sitting there licking their lips oh going wow mate when he scored did you what about like i know that was a great try that fourth one but i think uh, this may have been was it his might have been his third try mm. play 2 gets the ball in the middle of the field looks up not too many defenders i think the winger was about 25 meters in field and he just went oh, i'll just i'll just run around you he's 6 foot 7 i'll just run around you <laughs> and then it went through about it was actually a good team try. Yeah, great team he, try. He, he got his third uh, meat pie, but it was a great team try. Ran round him, passed inside, sort of went through about three or four sets of hands and then got back to him. Tyson Brazil tipped on the frizz. The frizz. Mate, uh, folks that what? come on yeah, our yeah, show, yeah, that's what it is. they have blinders. They have, the frizz was outstanding. <laughs> Ezra Mams in for a big one this weekend, then, eh? Yeah, huge. Oh, surely, surely. <laughs> uh, look, now we're going to head to a break. Uh, that's Schnitz, bite into golden, delicious handcrafted schnitzels. After the break, we're going to wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Got a text here, Smithy? Yes. Smithy, going to be in Melbourne for Anzac Day match. Any suggestions on what to do on game day? Any watering holes to visit before or after? Schnitz doesn't count. Schnitz doesn't count, mate. You've got to have a schnitz. You've got to have a schnitz. Surely down, on game day. Ed, come on, Ed. I actually, yeah, you might be able to grab some. Um, I'll tell you what, head up Swan Street, okay? It's just up the road. Walking distance, you can walk up there from the ground from Amy Park. Um, and it's heart of Richmond. And I'll tell you what, there is a pub on nearly every corner. And um, I think there's actually a, a little schnitz uh, store up there. No way. Grab a snitty. Okay. Walk down there, grab a couple of froffies and oh. head down to Amy Park for a, what will be always, it's always a blockbuster uh, Anzac Day clash Melbourne Storm v the Warriors yep love it I'd love Warriors, to go and watch one as a fan mate Warriors always turn up for the Melbourne game too it's crazy oh, I'll tell you what happens mm. I may have told this story before so apologies uh, we see I look in, I used to look into the crowd with the Anzac Day right and I go hey you used to have Storm jerseys, but it's a Warriors jersey. What the, what's going on? What's going on there? Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith, myself. Now, Smithy, I just had a snag, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm ready to go. The day is ahead of me. The sun is shining. <laughs> I was the losing The day has energy. just started. It's just started for me. Oh, how it's, good. What is it? One o'clock. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yep. Uh, so we're here down at TK. We're here at TKD Tools. Make sure to get down here also. Uh, head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day and Toolkit Depot. Get it done with Toolkit Depot this Easter. Get it done on the long weekend with great deals, mm. 
on Outdoor Gear from Toolkit Depot and Can Cook a Snag. How good has the turnout been here from the locals at Gympie? Oh, they We're love it. Thousand people. We've had to have pe- like security. Secu- literally, security, security turned up. They're, hold- <laughs> oh, they're holding all the fans back from the mate. captain's run. Well, you roll with security in all the anyway, don't no, you? Please, <laughs> come on. And actually, how much bloke gear is getting around, mate? There's mate. a lot of bloke gear. Love wow. it. Wow, love it. Thanks, boys, for coming down. Yep. Appreciate it. Uh, now let's get into some not so positive news. Mm. Uh, the Tigers. They get their first win. When can that happen? But the Tigers are down 05 to start the season. Second straight season, their last in completion rate with 70%. Mm. They lead the NRL in errors with 13 per game, and they average 30 missed tackles a game. Mm-hmm. The Tigers' next four rounds, Eels, by Seagulls, Panthers. What do Tigers need to do to change what's Well, can well, be a couple of those stats you just rattled off there. I think if they improve those, it might go a long way to a victory. Mm-hmm. Um, last in the competition as far as completion rate, so being able to get through their sets of six, Quite an important part of the game. And, and leading the competition in errors, well, they, they go sort of hand-in-hand, hand, don't they? The completion rate and, and errors. If you're not holding on to the football and then you can't defend your errors, mm-hmm. it's going to be a very, uh, very difficult way to try and find wins. Yeah. So, uh, look, you know, I, I'm not too sure what's happening in the inner sanctum there, what they're working on with their game plans. A lot of the talk out of the Tigers' preparation for this year in the preseason was all about their attack, right? And so you've got oh you've got Benji there, who was a, an attacking genius, playing in the six jersey, playing in the halves. Robbie Farrow the same, playing at number nine. He's you know one of the Tigers' best number nines um, in the history of well, not just West Tigers, but also Balmain. Of course, yeah, many people think Benny Elias. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably right, but Robbie Farrow, not far off him. You're thinking you're going to have a side, and at the top of that, it's Tim Sheens, right? Master coach, mm-hmm. been around for a long time, knows the game better than most people. You're thinking, well, this this team's going to come out and be as well prepared as any team in the competition, but they just they cannot put it together. They can't hold the football. They don't defend their errors, and it's just it's not good viewing for anyone. Particularly if you're a, if you're a West Tigers fan, it'll be interesting to get your thoughts. Um, on our open text line, just on how you're feeling about their season at the moment and how they, how you think they can turn it around. Oh, you know, to me, it's pretty straightforward when you when you're reading numbers like that. And I'm not a huge stat person. Yeah, I think you know you're a bit the same as me. Sometimes stats can give you, you know, can give you a bit of a false reading on where you're at. But those two there, they're they're straightforward fundamentals of our game. If you can't hold the footy and you can't defend your errors, then it's going to be a very difficult year for you. Mate, I totally agree. And it's it's funny that, you know, sometimes stats don't mean everything, but sometimes they confirm what you kind of can already feel. And you watch the Tigers play, and if you knew nothing about stats, and someone said that to you, you go, you know what, that's about right. Yep. When I look at the Tigers, I go, it's not the roster, it's not the coach, it's not any of that. We've had multiple rosters, we've had multiple coaches, they're still in the same spot. It's the little things. It sounds so stupid. Oh, what do you mean the little things? It's the, you know the CEO on his phone in the changing room. It's the stuff up of a jersey. It's the CEO kicking balls out in the field in the middle of... like they By themselves, I mean, even Sheen's making the joke about the buy after the loss. Mm. These aren't big deals by themselves. But they add up as a club. And we're seeing that on the field. Too many people are getting let go with yep. not meeting standards that should be set yep. in a Tigers jersey, a famous Tigers jersey. So, so before they clean, they've, they've tried to go the big swing. They've tried to go, let's recruit the best players in the comp. They've done that. Yep. And it still hasn't worked. So it's the little things, the day-to-day, 
every single day you rock up and say, these are our principles, these are our standards. Yeah. We don't care who you are or what you do. If you don't meet them, whether it's a front office or a player, you're not going to be here. What, what, what's the go with that jersey? So basically they put out, a, uh, it's an Anzac Memoriam jersey. Yep. So basically, commemorative jersey. Yeah, yep. commemorative jersey, sorry. To celebrate the great Anzacs, to celebrate what they sacrificed for our country mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. continue to do so. Like, like, like many clubs do. Many clubs do. And they've essentially got a stock image over the internet of two army uh, soldiers, sorry, yes. that are American. And you go, you just go far out. Again, look. That, that, that's what you're talking about. The small, little things. Small thing. It's a tiny thing. And you go, well, if you really sat down and thought, all right, well, what does this mean to us? What does this jersey mean to the country, to the area we're from? Mm. Then you'd probably find the right people to put on it. But because yep. it's the little things are getting let slip through, yep. they get let slip through everywhere, everywhere. They creep through the whole into- entire organisation. And so, again, you look at them individually and you go, look, not a, not a big deal. Like, I'm, I'm not talking about the jersey. I'm talking about everything else. Not a big deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you start saying not a big deal, whatever, it mm-hmm. turns into a big deal. And we're seeing that. Turkey in a row, 0-5. Well, mate, and then you look across the next month. I know they've got the buy in a fortnight, but, but really it, it gets it, – well, it doesn't get easy any week in the NRL. But have a look at the, the teams that they're taking on. They're taking oh. on Parramatta. They then have the buy, as I mentioned, and then Manly and then Penrith. Look, seriously, are we, are we seeing a victory at all? No. In the next month, like, I mean, like they pick up two points for a buy, which is it's ridiculous. Well, this isn't a Tigers thing. Like, why do teams get two points I for know, a buy? It is weird. They all get the same. It's weird. They get the same amount of buys. Yeah. It just gets confusing. Yeah. Because points don't match up with wins at the end of the year, and people are like, "What? The, what's what going on here?" But anyway, that's, that's off a, subject. But like, can they get a victory in those three games? Like well, at the moment, well, the way they're playing at the moment, it's no. Yeah. Absolutely not. But who knows? Maybe they get up for the Battle of the West. The thing is that I, that I find surprising is I watched one of their preseason games mm. and I saw all the little things I wanted to see. I saw desperation. I saw aggression. I saw a uh, forward pack hunting together. I saw direction uh, from the halves. Where's it gone? Where is it gone? And also, like, you know, they start the year and there was whispers that... Um, there was whispers that Staines was going to take the jersey off Laurie, but then Laurie kept the jersey through a couple of good games in the trials. Yep. Now Laurie has been dropped and Dewey is now back. And you're going, and you're sitting there going, oh man, like, yeah. if there was a plan in place, why not stick to the plan? Like, okay, so now is Dewey your long term fullback? Like, wasn't he supposed to be the long term six? You got rid of a yeah. half to, to keep him, him and Brooks there. Yeah. And, you know, last year they went 0 5. They got their first win of the year on Easter Monday clash against the Eels. But guess what? It was thanks to a Jackson Hastings field goal. Who's now at the Knights? Who they got rid of. <laughs> they moved him on. Oh man, I just don't get it. Yeah, the the, the strange it. one is is um, is the Dane Laurie. Makes no sense. One, to me. one of their better players all look, last year. Look, is he? Is was he, he not? I I think he was. Look, is he? Let's say he's not in career best form. Let's say he's just playing solidly. There's one thing that Dane Laurie does, and he has a red-hot crack every time he crosses that line. You can build on that. Yep. You know yep. what you can't build on? Blokes who don't have a crack. Well, and, and I was going to say, that that's when you're in the position that the West Tigers are in now. Like They're, they're in a slump. Like They're, they're 0-5. You, you need players going out there with effort. Okay? With effort. Yeah. And you just you, you, if, if you had a collection of all your players that... Go out there and just, like you said, mate, have a just a red hot crack at the opposition. You might jag a win. You just might jag it. Like we, you see it all the time across the, the competition. Where you go, mm, wasn't their best game, but mate, they, they had plenty of effort. 
Melbourne Storm the other night yep. against uh, the Rabbitohs. Yep. I wouldn't say that's the best game of football no they've way. played for in a long time. In a long time, but they were desperate in defence. Yep. And they and they held on to the ball. Yep. They completed it like eighty three percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. they 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 built pressure when they had the ball, and they worked hard for each other, particularly on their try line. Um, when the Rabbitohs were down there attacking attacking their end. Mm. And they got a victory. Mate, look at the Dolphins. They're, they haven't beaten teams off all class and, you know, these crazy plays. Like, for example, you look at the Broncos and you go, look, they're beating teams off class. Like, mm. just mm. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at the Dolphins and you go, they're beating teams off purely working for each other. That's right. That's it. It's not these crazy plays. It's not because they have these flashy outside backs. I mean, they have good outside backs, but not compared to the top tier. Um, it's all yep. in it. It's all effort. It's all effort. Yep. Um, and so, and the the, 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 sad, the sad thing for the Tigers is, is individually those players, I do believe they're putting in effort, but they're not being directed correctly. They're not mm. working in the same direction. Mm. They, unfortunately, like we always talk about it, but I just think it's time for Brooksy to start a new lease of life. Go, go somewhere, and just start again. Yep. If the Tigers will allow him, I've I've heard that he was willing to move on, but the Tigers basically wanted him to stay. But surely that that's over now. Surely they go. You know what? Let's just let's go complete rebuild in the halves here. And you th- you think it'd be the best for both parties? Both. Surely, surely. Look, Brooksy isn't happy every year dishing this out. Like no. you know, he won Dally M halfback of the year 2018. So yep. he can do. It. He's a good footy player. Yeah. No. And no, mate. Completely. I'm on the same page. He's, he's a much much better footballer than what we're seeing from him right now. Not just right now, over the last eighteen months. Yeah, for sure. You know, for he's sure. just he just he's out there playing and just doing his bit, and just doesn't look happy to be there at times. Which, in no circumstances, do you want to see from our players on the field? And you look at their forward pack: Clemmer, oh. uh, Twole, Mate. Bateman, Papali'i. Like that is a gun. That's a top eight forward pack. Coruscant. Coruscant. Throw him in. It's a at top the eight nine. forward pack. Like, um, anyway, so hopefully they can turn around. I think what they need to do to turn around is just a complete revamp from top to bottom in regards to standard set and what we believe in, the little things. It's every day, the little things. Do you things. think that new um, training facility may have just, I don't know, I don't know what the right, like, you don't want to say softened them, but they've got this flash new training mask, facility out there. Mask the die situation yeah, that they're in. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's a very easy out to go, oh, well, look how good the club's, because we built this, this big um, this facility yeah. that's a great for the uh, yeah, but at the end of the day we're here to win rugby league games that's right you know it's great that the community gets that but you know what gets the community together the most wins. winning footy games wins winning footy games <laughs> um, yeah. so anyway let's uh, go to some text here uh, hey lads why can't a tackle like near Cordes just be a penalty uh, or a sin bin on field instead of a sin bin serving 10 in the bin and then another couple of weeks on the sideline is just too big of a penalty yeah we've kind of that's already we, gone over that yeah. yeah we kind of agree with that yep. um, hey as a Sharks oh you got something else there yeah well that was oh, I think we just had one from um, a Tigers fan um, just talking about um, as, oh, yeah. a, as, a, as a Tigers fan um, this year has, has looked the worst in a long long time players look confused need to simplify the game plan just get to the kick chase as a line and compete in the collision and the ruck area. Pretty much what we're talking about as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and follow the Dolphins. Like, if I am a club right now with a good roster that's struggling, 
I'm just going, boys, we've got no excuse. Yeah. We've got, like this Dolphin side, everyone forgets at the start of the year, it was a guarantee they win the spoon. They, yeah. <laughs> they have no... Well, they're copying a hiding, a weren't they? Hiding. For their roster. Terrible recruitment. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> it's flipped to, oh, Jesse Bromwich, he's won multiple comps. <laughs> Kenny Bromwich is Kafusi. Felice like, Kafusi, hitman of the comp. Hitman of the comp. And it's like, you know, like... It can be done. The roster is not the issue at the Tigers at all. Yeah. Uh, we've got some other texts here. Um, just getting through. I've, I've lost it, but basically it was a question about they're leaking a lot of points, the Sharkies, on the Moylan uh, uh, Mulatalo side. Right. Uh, and basically, you know, what's the con- is there a concern there? And um, well, well, yeah, well, I think it would be given, given how good defensively they were last year. They were really hard to crack, and that's what they built their season off. Yeah. The Sharkies was their defence. Um, Craig Fitzgibbon, of course, he's a, he was one of the better defenders in the competition when he was playing um, in his time, particularly at the Roosters. But, yeah, the, the, there's, they've, they've gone off the ball a little bit. They're still scoring plenty of points. That, that's no dramas for the Sharkies. Yep. It's the points that they're leaking this year compared to last year, which is their issue. I'd argue their attack is the slickest in the comp right now. Yeah, it looks pretty good. When uh, they're on, they, they look really good. I say, hi, Kempi and Smithy. As a Shark supporter, I've seen a lot of points being leaked on our left edge. Concerned that Talakai, Moylan and Wilton combo is not working when defending the try line. Mm. Wondering where you think the weak link is the co- in this combo defensively and should the Sharks consider playing Trindle at six, a bigger body in defence? Cheers, Dan. Yeah. Um, I do think like Moylan had an incredible year last year. So underrated, had the most try involvements of any player. Mm. But defensively, yeah, they have been struggled a bit. I wonder whether Moreland's carrying an injury, you know, a shoulder, a sternum or yeah. whatever. Because yep. cause his defence last year was actually quite good. Mm. Um, and also, you know, maybe they're struggling. They've got Wilton at the... Wilton as the edge back rower, as a new edge back rower, it takes time to... Build combinations. We, we tend to talk about combinations with the football. Mm. But you also need to have combinations defensively yeah. too. Mm-hmm. But the best defensive sides, they, they work together in tandem, particularly edges. Ruck forwards, ruck middles, you know, th- there's systems in place that you, 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 know, you want to work to in games where, you know, you, you're moving up in a line and you've got certain, you know, opposition players that, you know, have certain, you know, weapons or assets in their game that you want to shut down. But on the edges, pretty much, you know, and Kempe, you, you should probably talk about this as, you know, you played a lot of the time on the wing. It's all about the combinations and knowing you know, your movements and, and, and working together and moving together to shut down um, opposition set Mate, plays. I've got a great story that exemplifies exactly what you're saying. So all year I'd played outside Darius Boyd at centre and he is very like vanilla, up and down. When he jams in, he jams in. When he slides, he slides. Usually he slides, he, only, he makes the decision to jam in. So very simple to defend outside him. Mm-hmm. We got into the final series and... I think Wayne wanted to move Darbs to the other wing just to, ha- to have a bit of safety on both sides because yep. we were both playing good footy. Yep. And so I had a Hodjo inside me. <laughs> 2008 <laughs> grand final. Uh, not grand final. It was like played like one. Yep. Final series against the Storm. Yes. So if I had played longer with Hodjo, I may have been able to pick this up. But as we all know, we played against the Storm at Suncorp. Incredible game. The Storm, storm score on the buzzer. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and watch that play, you see Hodjo dummy to jam in, then step back. I come flying in, and so... Get beaten with a pass on the outside. Yeah, I mean, they had two people outside me anyway, and it was GI like I mean, he's going to bump me anyway. Um, but that's a really good example of if I had played a bit long with Hodger, I would have known that he had that in him, that, that dummy yep. to go in and yep. step back, whereas Darvs never would dummy to go in and step back. Once he made that decision, he was He'd going. He'd go. And I, I, I always read off the centre of, like, as soon as I see their hips move forward, yep. I just go, and I don't even think about it. Yep. Um, 
And so that's a really good example of, of working together and playing together for a longer period of time. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, is maybe that just is. haven't had that time to build that combo. But for sure. If they sort it out, if they sort it out, they're, they're certainly scoring, as you mentioned, mate. They're, they're one of the best attacking teams in the comp. If they sort their defence out, which I'm sure they'd be working on really hard day to day. Yep. If they sort that out, they'll, they'll be... That'll be hard to beat. Now we're going to head to the break. Remember, in the show, we've got the great Ezra Mam coming on. We've got plenty more to talk about. Raiders reportedly tabling Jackie Whiten, a $4.4 million deal. That's not per season, guys. That's over a few years. Uh, NRL confirms interest in an 18th team. So we've got plenty to talk about. So stick around, and we'll see you after the break. Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Time for Holy Schnitz moment of the week. When did you yell Holy Schmitz? Schnitz, holy, Sch- holy Schmitz? Holy Schmitz? Holy Schmitz and Holy Schnitz. Holy Schnitz Smitz. Schnitz Smitz. I, I, uh, I actually yelled this several times across the weekend, yes, yeah. uh, given you know the, some of the, uh, the games and particularly the endings of games. But um, there was one in particular um, down in Sydney. It was the Storm taking on the Rabbitohs. And I'm you know, just talking about some of those desperation uh, tackles, try-saving tackles by the Melbourne Storm um, late in the piece in that game. And it goes to Harry Grant, his try-saving tackle on Isaac Thompson. Um, we all know how hard it is to tackle this man. He's a huge winger. He's like six oh, foot five or wow. something like that. Just go back and look at the vision when he absolutely stampeded Cameron Munster. Yeah. In the first half, that was hilarious. And Munster pretended like he wasn't hurt. Yeah, even I, the crowd up. Even I cheered. <laughs> former teammate watching him get run over. No, that was it was a good moment. But um, Harry Grant's effort late late in the in the second half, um, and uh, Isaac Thompson he was going for the corner, and Harry Grant it was just desperate. He actually threw his head into pretty much into the legs to yep. try and get him, and he just Isaac Thompson grounded the ball. Yeah, I know. But he Harry Grant's. Um, his tackle just got his right leg into touch before the ball was put down. So that was my holy schnitz moment. Mate, I, my holy schnitz moment, I think the whole nation heard me yell holy schnitz. The game's <laughs> on the line. You're a young buck. You're a big signing. You're oh. a couple of years into your tenure at a club. Yep. You're the main guy. They're calling your name. Matty Burton from the sideline. He kicks a field goal after from that same. It's like... It was easy to convert. He said, no, I'll just field goal it later. Yeah, I'll just kick a field goal. I'll just kick a field goal. It know? was, eh? You know? It was the exact same spot same where he hit the spot. post. Same spot where he hit the post. He just said, you know what? I'll field goal. You know, you, know, you know what I reckon? I reckon he's, he's gone. gone. I reckon he's gone. Oh, mate, JT did it. Yeah. Okay. He hit the post and he, then he kicked yeah, a field goal. He wanted his JT it. moment. Yeah. But even better because it was on the edge there. It wasn't like five metres in front like JT's. And, and it was there, Seriously. yeah, easy. Honestly, who, who would honestly miss that? <laughs> even a winger would get that. It must. You know what? It was the headgear connection they've got. Yes. That's, maybe JT was speaking so of it. So many parallels. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> weird. Coming. No wonder I was yelling, holy oh. schnitz at the top of my lungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, got that winning taste right now. Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. Uh, now we've got some text here. Uh, Kempton Smithy, after being so high on the Cowboys before the season commenced <sighs> and thinking they were going to be a heavyweight contenders, mm. are you still of the mindset, and if not, who you would... Who would you say is a smoker to go deep in the finals outside the us- usual powerhouses? I love the show, boys. Thanks a bunch for the deep dive every week. Cheers, Brad. Well, they're running 14th. Yuck. 14th. Um, they've only won the two games. Uh, and, yeah, exactly right. Our, uh, Brad's exactly right. I, I wrapped them highly. I, I think I said premiers I for think- the cows. I, I, I think I tipped cows as premiers. Going off what we've seen last year, they were in a prelim. 
they were in a in a golden position, a golden opportunity to go into the grand final, um, having a home prelim. But they were beaten by Parramatta, who played extremely well. I just thought they would have kicked on a little bit, um, given they had such a young roster last year. I thought, well, they're going to go, they're going to go the next step again. Um, you know, Tommy Dearden playing some great football. Chad Townsend, of course, leading them around the park. They've got Jason Tamalolo. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's not happened for them at all. And and I don't know why. The only the only reason I can think, and because they've only lost the one big name from that side that ran out in the prelim is Tom Gilbert. Yeah, he went to the Dolphins. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm talk- they would have lost other players, but I'm talking about the team that played in that prelim. Yeah, but. They've had a couple of injuries, suspensions to drink water. I think hurt, has hurt them a lot, yep. particularly their attack. Cotter, Ruben Cotter, of course, um, a man that does a lot of lot of the unseen work in the middle, um, which helps out. You know, takes a lot of work away from the other middle forwards. Um, so, and, and off the back of last year, where it was a huge year for those young players, mm. so they go all the way to a prelim. Um, they, they, there's a handful of young guys taking part in the State of Origin series, played a whole series there, yep. um, and also World Cup. So they go away yeah. for a World Cup, another yeah. six or seven weeks at the end of the season. They don't get back home to Australia until sort of late November, early December. Then have a late start, a late mm. preparation, and have a, maybe six weeks. Mm. Six weeks prep for this season too. So they may be a couple of players underdone. Um, that's the only reason I, could, I feel... Um, they're a little bit behind the eight ball at the moment. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, I think some Cowboys fans would point to the amount of injuries they've got, mm-hmm. but I do feel like the Cowboys of last year would still have a much higher standard of footy even without their stars. Yeah, I mean, look, it's easy to say, but I just don't think they have that same defensive edge as they had last, last year. year. And and you're right, it might be because they're a bit underdone. Now, look, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got uh, Ezra Mam, and we've also got our Round 6 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's preview our game of the round thanks to Suncorp, building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. Storm versus the Roosters. Oh. Thursday, 7.50, Amy Park. Jerome Hughes returns for the Storm and Halfback. Pezzett moves to the bench. Congratulations to Pezzett. Mm. Playing well enough to get that bench spot. Yep, uh, he's done well. Roosters. Joey Manu replaces Tedesco back. Not a bad replacement. Suali'i stays at centre. Terrell May is back on the bench. Smithy, how do we see this game playing well, out? Th- this is going to be a game and a half. Uh, found a bit of form, the Chooks. Yep. A few question marks around their sort of their up and down first three weeks, but you know the last couple that they played have been outstanding. Uh, a lot better signs from the Melbourne Storm the last fortnight. Also, they they had a win in Melbourne against the West Tigers. Yep. Although they they were outscored in the second half. Um, remember that yeah. uh, they only scored the two points. I think uh, West Tigers went on to score two converted tries, twelve points to two. But then they went up to Sydney and and they got a they got a good win. It was it was a good win. It was a much needed uh, performance from the Melbourne Storm. I think Craig Bellamy would have taken away a fair few positives, particularly defence and their effort in defence mm. from that game. Um, look, I'm I'm going to back my team, of course, mm. but this will be a very very good clash. I was I was. I was actually, I was quite curious. I know we've seen the, the lineups now um, after they named the teams yesterday uh, around midday, but I was thinking, would Joseph um, Swali'i be kept at fullback mm. um, and have Joey Manu go to the centres? But no, they've, they've chosen to go Joey Manu at the back 
um, with Tedesco not being there, concussion ruled out with concussion, of course, and 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 Swally he goes back to the centres. Yeah, it, it was a it's an interesting call. I think it like do you you've got Joey Manu that looks like he's probably going to be there the rest of his career, or yeah. at least the next couple of years. Mm. Do you waste development games on a kid that's going to be gone in a couple of years himself? Yeah. Or do you, you know what I mean? Like maybe that came into consideration or they just wanted experience against the storm at the back there. Yeah. So so what would, the, would they be thinking, what, when James James Tedesco finishes, would, would Joey Manu go to one? I'd assume, unless Suli comes back from Union yeah. and, and steps I, into that spot. And I only made that comment because of his performance. Mm. Suli on the weekend when Tedesco was ruled out early in the first half and he went to fullback and he had, he had a blinder. 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 Yeah. And I'm not just talking about you know, the highlights, like the flick passes and, and all that sort of stuff. I'm talking about kick returns, yeah. his ball carry through the middle. Like, he's so hard to tackle. Big body. But imagine having, like when Tedesco's fit, having those three players just oh. peppering, peppering your defensive line, particularly when they get into the middle when you've got some tied forwards. Yeah. Oh, Mate, my goodness. That, that Roosters side, when they hit their Hello. straps, <laughs> when they hit their straps, it is going to be absolutely a scary sight. Yeah. It's going to be a real interesting test for Storm because the question mark for me with the Storm is, is like, is their forward pack as destructive as, especially one without Nelson Asafa Solomona, mm. is it as big and explosive as the top tier forward packs in the comp? You've got a guy like Christian Welsh who is a great forward, but he's, he's a toiler. He's going to get through his work. He's going to have good line speed. Yep. Then you've got Kamakamitha, who also more of a toiler, but he's a big, big body, big mm. boy. Mm. Do they have the explosive to go with guys like, you know, Brandon Smith at nine? Then you've obviously got Lindsay Collins, who is quite a young, robust front rower. Mm. Um, you know, the, the Roosters forward pack, <coughs> it's a pretty uh, aggressive, yes. in-your-face style of rugby league. Mm. It'll be a real test to see whether the Storm forward pack can match it with them? Yeah, well, you know, we talk about the superstars in both back lines. You know, we mentioned a couple before with Joey Manu and Swali'i, but um, and, and then you look on the other side of the paddock as well. Um, you know, you chuck in Hughes and Munster, um, Jazzy Olam, um, you know, Coates, Xavier Coates on the wing as well, but but tomorrow's night's match, it'll be it'll be won and lost with the battle of the forwards. Yeah. Okay. And, and maybe at, at this stage, particularly with Big Nelson and Sofa Solomona being out, the Roosters do have the edge mm. in the middle. And, I, and I'm talking about explosive runners, ball carriers that can, you know, skittle defenders and, and create quick play of the balls and a little bit of chaos through the middle, which, you know, for Brandon Smith, he loves that. Oh, yeah. And so does Harry Grant. But if you look at the Storm, particularly when Big Nelson hasn't been playing, you know, Harry, Harry he loves to run the football. That's his game. Yep. He doesn't. He doesn't particularly have a lot of craft in there at the moment, mm. and that, that's something that you know we hope to see progress throughout his his career. His his main weapon is running. Yep. Quick yep. play of the ball, run. Yep. Markers unset, run. And and that's 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 how he uh, punishes opposition defenses when they're on the back foot and um, he's going at them, and he can bring Munster and Hughes and, and the likes into the game. At the uh, the last couple of weeks, I've just I haven't seen a whole lot of quick play the ball from mm. the Storm, which is a, which which you know, you know, we're talking about the modern game. Uh, everyone wants to play the ball quickly, but particularly when you have a dummy half who is a runner mm. first yeah. before a ball player, you 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 need your forwards, you know, skiddling defenses and and playing the ball when there's no markers ready. Maybe that's where the, the Roosters have a slight advantage. Mm. Well, it's 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 interesting because. That's what him and Brandon Smith used to do so well for each other. You know, you yes. have Big Nass, you know, 
skilling defenders, he always does it. But Harry Grant and Smitty would like almost work in tandem with yeah. each other and just go set like set for set, almost mm. almost kind of outdoing each other. Yeah, I do think Cam Munster has helped a little bit with the way he kind of skittles defenses and gives him an opportunity to move out. But you're right. Yep. When it comes to skilling defenses, Nass is the guy that does that for you. He's the man. He's literally the main guy. So. I cannot wait. It's going to be such a good test because Roosters have been known to have a low completion rate and sometimes they go into games and they, they start the game off with a 60% completion rate. Mm-hmm. If the Storm can defend like they did last week and then just tweak their attack a little bit with Hughes being back, because I'd say I'd probably pick at the moment Munster Hughes over Kiri Walker, yep. only by a little bit. Yep. And so maybe that's where they can get a bit of um, a victory or an edge over the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very interesting game. Very interesting game. The next game of uh, the week is the Dogs versus the Rabbits. Now, the, mm. the, the Doggies, uh, Fatella, Mariner, Pele, Ockenbar, all out. Harrison Edwards starts at lock, while Jackson Topiner and Jaden Tanner are the new faces on the bench. And Rabbitohs team news. Alex Johnson is out with a concussion. Tane Milne replaces him on the wing. Tavita, Totola returns at prop. Saluka, Fafita moves to the bench. How do you see this playing out, Smithy? I'll tell you what the Rabbitohs have to do. They they have to play with a lot more energy than what they did last week. Mm. Um, this weekend against the Bulldogs, the the Good Friday game yeah. um, that the Bulldogs and the Rabbits always take part in. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, watching the Rabbitohs last week, particularly Latrell, and I know he's copped a little bit this week and... Well, not copped it, just there's been a bit of news about yeah. you know, his performance against the Storm and how quiet he was. He really was quiet. Mm. He was. He just he didn't. For a fullback, you'd like to see him more involved. Now, I think up to about oh, the 30th minute, maybe even um, 35th minute of the first half, he'd had two runs. Mm. Two runs. Yeah. Now, we're talking about one of the best players in our competition and, and possibly the, the, the most explosive ball runner in our competition. Arguably ever. Like, you'd put him up there with Mal. In, regards, in regards to yeah. ball running. Yeah, well, when you talk, yeah, Mal and, and the guy like, you know, Greg Inglis. Yeah. Who can just, you know, they, they, can, they can, nothing happening, get the ball, and he'll make something happen. He touched the ball twice in the first 30 minutes. He had a couple of runs late, which made the numbers sort of, you know, look okay. I think he may have finished with five or six runs in the first half, but... I was just watching him play, and I'm just like, mate, you've got to get in there and, and do something because most good things that happen for the Rabbitohs happen around him yeah, and, and Cody Walker mm. and mm. Cody Walker. And it just when I, when I watch them out there playing, I'm, I just it's like you, you want to get out there and just like push them into position. Like, mate, yeah. get in there and, yeah. and go play. You're willing them to get in there and, and get the ball. You know, for whatever reason, that didn't happen last week. Um but they just got to get in. They just got to have themselves mentally prepared to touch the football more often. Yeah. That, that's all it is. Oh, mate, I, I agree. I think with Trell, I'd almost be challenging him to say, mate, I need five runs in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. Or, or like whatever the minutes is, X minutes. Yeah. But just to say, no matter what happens, it doesn't need to be passing. It doesn't need, it need to be a line break assist, mm. a try assist. Mm. I just need five hit ups. Yeah. And I'd almost tell, I'd tell Damien Cook, I'd tell Cody, I'd tell the whole team, boys. Mm. Latrell needs five. Like find him. Yeah, find him. Five runs, first ten minutes. Because we know Latrell is such a competitor. As soon as he gets a bit of contact into him, mm-hmm. it's almost like he wakes, bomb, wakes up and goes, "Oh yeah, this is what I'm here for." And that's what I would be challenging Latrell to do is just because like second half I thought he was decent, but yeah, the first half is like every time his teams needed him in the second half, he's almost said, "Okay, now I'm gonna yes change the game," and yep. he does it, which is incredible. Um, but you just need it 
right off the bat because he is their main guy. Mm. Like Cody Walker playing really good at the moment, in my opinion. Yep. But their number one guy is, is Trell. Like he's the guy that's going to, if they're going to go do something really good this year, I mm. think Trell's going to be the guy to do it. Can the dogs beat them? No, I, I think, look, oh, I said this on my podcast earlier in the week. Doggies fans almost write this game off. They are so decimated with injury. Yeah. It, is, it is unbelievable. They, yeah. They've got to get exemptions. Like three of their bench don't even have pitches on this thing. Curtis Moran, Jaden Tamer. <laughs> they don't have profile pitches on the yeah, team list. On the team list. Okay. And then you've got uh, sorry, then you've got one, so like you've obviously got Reed Money who came to it, but Jacob mm-hmm. Preston, he's still a rookie. Harrison Edwards, I haven't seen him before. You've got Curtis Moran, haven't seen him before. Jaden Tanner, haven't seen him before. Jo- Josh Reynolds, obviously at the back end of his career. Yeah. Um Topin is another guy that's played a few games, but outside of that, this is a really inexperienced team. Like even like Hayes Perham, Kiraz, Avarillo, Alamotti. These are all rookies. And yeah. so even though they've had a great start to the year, yeah. that's off the back of their veterans in the middle that have given them that space. Mm. Um, You've got to go back a long time too, Kempi. Round 19 of 2020 was the last time the Dogs beat, beat wow. the Rabbits. Wow. So it's been some time. Yeah. It's been some time. So going to be tough. What is interesting though, number 19, Carl Oloapu, he was signed from the Broncos. He's been killing it in New South Wales Cup, and he's a half. Yep. So it's going to be interesting to see with this injury crisis that the Dogs have, if he does get a run, and we see how this young, mm. you know, talent is. What is he listed in the reserves at the yeah, moment? Yeah, nineteen. Okay, nineteen. So he's getting close. Yeah, getting close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just don't think. Look, put it this way, I think that on paper the Rabbitohs should win thirteen plus, just because the Dogs okay. are so decimated by injury. Yep. But. I do, I do think it's a really good opportunity for these new guys coming in to say, okay, on paper we may need a few years as rookies to get to where we need to get to, mm. but we can still rip and tear and make it a tough fight. Nothing to lose. Abs- nothing to Have lose. Have a crack. Like, think, like what Sean Johnson said at the halftime for the Warriors. Think of the story. Think of the story that we could tell if we just rip in for 80 minutes. And we're all, we're all telling it this week about the Warriors. Absolutely, absolutely. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, don't forget Ezra Mam joining the show, plus continuing to preview round Six. Round six? Six. Round six. Continued round six. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time to see which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladders worksite trusted for over 60 years. And I'll tell you what is also a worksite trusted mm. snags. Oh, oh, I just had another one. How many will you have before we leave you? Honestly, I might. Mate, mate, we've got another hour and 10 minutes. Honestly, maybe one <laughs> per 10 minutes. They're that you, good. You might have to purchase extra baggage <laughs> for the plane <laughs> ride <Yeah>. home. <laughs> mate, get another seat beside me. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Putting on the kegs as we speak, mate. <laughs> on the kegs. Now, uh, what uh, young players are climbing up the battle ladders for you, mate? Uh, first up, I've got K.O. Weeks from uh, the Manly Seagulls. In just 20 minutes of the game... He's only 21. The 21-year-old had one try, one line break, three tackle breaks against the Knights. Wow. Funny old game, that one. Oh, mate. Uh, but KO played extremely well. Surely if he becomes a star, uh, oh. KO will reach an oh. Like, mate, the cash on the table. Sponsorship. Jeez. If he becomes a star, KO, if you don't pay him a squillion dollars, I'm <laughs> not here. Spelt differently, of course. But he could change his name. He say, yeah, you they, can. They could pay him a large sum of money to say, look, if you change your name to KOYO. Yes, then we'll pay you a million dollars. Now, you're going to have to take a snip of that. Yeah, you're, yeah, t- you're actually making KO Week's money. 20%. 20%. Yeah. That's fair. Happy with that? Yeah, 20%. I'll take 20%. Okay, 20 <laughs> Right. Uh, my next player uh, climbing the ladder is uh, Sunir Taruva. Of course, you know, we, we, we've seen Sunir play many times before. Great player. Against the Raiders, though. 20-year-old, he had tw- oh. two tries. 130 metres. So good. Thoughts? 
Mate, Jacob Preston, for me, he's almost... He wasn't expected to play as much footy as he is. He's mm-hmm. a rookie that was... I think he was in North Sydney Bears. Yep. I'm not sure if he was a part of the Rooster system, but he mm-hmm. wasn't even... Um, I guess he wasn't highly touted in that system. Comes across to the Dogs. Mm-hmm. He has been absolutely outstanding. Him and uh, Hoskins have been absolutely outstanding on the edge. Yep. And I, I don't know whether he's New South Wales or Queensland. Obviously, it'll take quite a few years, but... I mean, there's potential there. Put it that way. Yeah. There is potential there. Yeah. So that was our third player, Jacob Preston. He, against the Cows, he had um, two tries, one line break, ran for 115 metres and 47 tackles um, on the weekend. Only 21, uh, Jacob. So once again, the young boys in the competition, they're, they're, they're playing really well. Oh, it's just so good to see. I mean, Taruva as well. What I love about Taruva is he just stays in games. Like, he, you think he... You know, some players, they come in and they, they front load their energy where they do a bunch of scoots. Mm. Mm. Then the game kind of passes them by and, you know, they, they rest Don't on. Don't see him for a while. He is every second of every game. Yep. He's ripping and tearing. And I love that. Let, now we're going to head to a break. Uh, that's uh, Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the work site for 60 years. After the break, we've got uh, Brisbane Broncos half Ezra Mam, and we'll be continuing round six preview plus, plus getting to your texts and calls. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We've got plenty of text here, Smithy. Plenty of text here. Yeah, we do. We've got one. we got a good one, actually. And I guess it's more for the kids, but they're asking about NRL players. Hey, guys, should mouth guards be compulsory in the game? I know most players wear them, but some don't. Uh, look, you know, all the players playing in the NRL, they're 18 years or above, so it's really up to them yeah. whether they want to wear them or not. But particularly, but for kids, please, kids and parents listening, if, if your kids are playing a contact sport, go out and get a mouth guard. Absolutely. Go out and get a mouth guard. Very important. You don't want a broken tooth or chipped teeth or a tooth knocked out. Oh, mate. Just because you couldn't go down to the, the chemist, sell them good chemists. You go to your dentist, they'll fit them. Really important. Really I, important. And I'll tell you something from my experience. Having been a, a soccer player, the reason why I couldn't or didn't wear a mouth guard when I was playing mm-hmm. is because I wasn't used to them. So it would throw me off having a mouth guard Hard in my mouth. Hard to breathe? Yeah, hard to breathe, and yeah. I just, I'd never worn one because I played soccer my whole thing. So if you get the kids wearing it young, yes. it becomes part of their life. I'll tell you a funny one. So Dale Finucane, right, yeah. wears a mouth guard, leaves it out, right, but when he knows he's going to go and try and put a big tackle on, sticks it in. No way! So if you're an opposition player and you see Dale Finucane stick it in, stick get the mouth in, run away. Where does he hide it? Sock? In the sock. Wow. Run away. Wow, we're going to head to a break. After the break, Ezra Mam on the line. Welcome back to the captain's run, and I just want to let the audience know, Smithy just put his mouth cut in, so <laughs> he might try to fight me in the next five minutes. Won't happen. <laughs> uh, we are back, guys. We are back. Welcome back to the captain's run for Toolkit Depot. Get it done with Toolkit Depot this Easter. Get it done on the long weekend with great tools on outdoor gear from Toolkit Depot. Now we've got the Cowboys versus the Dolphins. Scotty Drinkwater, he returns at fullback for Tom Chester. Helam Lukey. Jordan McLean are both out with hammy injuries. So Griffin Neem starts, who was outstanding last week. Mm-hmm. And Reuben Cotter returns. Couple of big ins there, Kempe, isn't it? Yeah. Drink water um, and Cotter. And for that reason, I think they'll be too strong uh, at home as well on, on Friday night against the Dolphins. Milford out. Uh, Cody Nicarima, he's, he's back in, so he'll be playing at 5-8. We had that discussion about which player will take the reins for this footy side now, um, with with both, um, well, first choice halves being out um, with injury, uh, Edric Lee back on the wing. Um, I, I look, like, well, the Dolphins, the Dolphins, uh, apart from last game, right, the Dolphins have been yeah. so good. 
So good. Yeah. And and through a lot of a lot of it through effort. Um, yeah. But we've seen some brilliant play. Um, in in particular from well Jeremy Marshall King in the first three rounds before his suspension. Um, but you know the hammer was playing great footy also. Um, yeah, the forward plaque forward packs were just out muscling the opposition players. But but last weekend we probably seen them outplayed in, in most areas of the game. Mm. Um, so it's their first sort of week where they where they've been off. Um, and so whether or not they can you know bounce back and, and and play that style of footy they did play in the first four weeks against the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, we we have to wait and see. But I just think from the from from the names coming back, particularly for the Cowboys, I think that that may be too may be too hard for them this week. Oh, mate, yeah, I agree. I uh, think the Cowboys. It's almost like, even though there wouldn't have been excuses up there, mm. we truly have no excuse now, boys. We should be winning this game and yep. winning it strongly. We yep. we are supposed to be a premiership threat. Mm. Drinky's back. Cotter is back. Yes. I will say, really interesting, as you mentioned with the Dolphin side, Katoa going to halfback. Mm. So to him, basically, Wayne's going the keys to the castle. There you go. This is your team now. Yep. And I love that. I love th- That's one thing I think Wayne does really well, where, where a lot of other coaches may balk yes. at giving rookies. And he does it well. Some, he's not afraid to do it. He's not afraid to do it. But at the same time, he understands some rookies do need to be held back a little bit. Mm. Actually, when with the Broncos... He 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 had a like almost like a, uh, a hard and fast rule. Any rookie at the club did no media that first year. Really? Yeah. So basically, he just and he but he never really told you about it. He just kind of hid you from it. Right. And so like even I think in in Milford's first year when he arrived, I know he's not a rookie, but you know they kept him away from the media. Yep. Um, we haven't really seen that much from Katoa, so I think Wayne would be con- being very wary of you know how much yeah, he's. Okay. And because of what's funny about the Katoa situation, essentially like one of the first interviews he does, a media stitches him up and asks if he'd ever play for the All Blacks, <laughs> and he walks that's, straight into the trap. The poor fellow and was like, uh, you know, I grew up idolising the All Blacks. Yeah. And then the story is, oh, he might I go to be Union. An all Black. Yeah. Um, that's the reason why Wayne does what he does. Exactly. Exactly. I do think though. Jack Bostock, here's, a re- here's an example of, I don't think he played poorly last week, mm. but I think it might be a long line. Maybe Edric Lee is coming back from injury, but I think also this is a protecting Bostock because last week, I don't oh. know what the Dragons had against Bostock. Oh. They just couldn't stop bashing him. Ravalawa? He just, all day, all day. <laughs> and so I think that may be, Poor this may fella. be, I, I thought Bostock still played well though. I love the yep. fact that he turned yep. up all the way to the 80th minute, which a lot of rookies wouldn't have. Yep. But I think this might be a case of Wayne going, okay, you yep. know, he's come in the first grade, had a really a baptism of fire. Yes. Let's just bring him back a little bit, yep. put the experience in, yep. and see how we go. Yep. Give him a week's rest um, just to settle back from that, that first out, first up hit out. I agree with you with, um, with Katoa um, and, and his confidence in him to take the seven jersey and run the side is because he clearly has confidence in the young man. That's why he played him round one. Yeah. Wow. Against the Roosters. Yeah. It's ahead of Milford. I know. So he had Milford there ready to go, an experienced player, and everyone, you know, you'd be thinking he was going to run out for the Dolphins in their first game, Absolutely. playing the Roosters at Suncorp. Big occasion, big crowd. There was 35,000. And, you know, the normal person would go, oh, yeah, I'd probably take experience over a young fella. Yeah. I just, I, Such I a big game. The old, yeah, the, old, the older head will handle the occasion a bit better. But he said, no, here you go, mate, get out there. Yeah. You've impressed me over the preseason. You've done the work. Um, you deserve the opportunity, way you go. And he didn't let him down. No, not at Played all. Played well. Played really well. Played really well. So it's great to see him. Then he picked up an injury, unfortunately, after, what was it, two rounds, three rounds? Around that, round that period, he picked yep. up an injury. Um, sat out a couple of weeks, but he's back. And Wayne's just on, mate, here's the seven. 
Go do your thing. You know what's really interesting too? We were talking about the Tigers earlier in the year. But here is a perfect example of rewarding people that are meeting the standards. What do we yeah. hear? The reason why Katoa was selected wasn't because of his talent. No. It's because he ripped and teared in the preseason. Mm. And Anthony Milford, by all reports, had a bit of a slow preseason. He's underdone. Whereas a lot of other coaches have said, oh, but it is Anthony Milford. Yeah, you know? we'll, just, well, yeah. Give him the jersey. He's a, he's a first grader. Yeah, play him on reputation. Exactly. Whereas Wayne said, no, there's standards here. Yep. If you don't meet them, we, we put people in that do. Yep. Um, and so, I, I, great to see Katoa. I do see the Cowboys winning. I'm really excited to see Scotty Drinkwater and Ruben Cotter back. Scott Drinkwater, for me, if anyone had any doubt that he's a top-tier fullback, mm. watch the Cowboys form ever since he's been gone. <laughs> yeah. This guy is, you know, yeah, probably Townsend is still their most important player. Yep. But I would say Drinky's not far behind. No. He really is not. Really impressive. Um, and I thought Top Chester did a good job when he came in. So, yeah, I'm going to go to the Cowboys. But really interesting. If the Dolphins go and make this a fight, mm. they just send another message to the rest of the comp. It's yep. not about roster guys. Yep. It's about working for each other. Now, next game, Panthers versus Seagulls. Panthers team news. Fish Harris is out with an knee injury replaced by Eisenhuth. Sonny Luke returns on the bench. Tyron Peachy moves to 18th man. Saab returns on the wing. Schuster back in the halves. Bench Revolver Jouch injured. Replaced by bench by Carl Lawton. Now, Smithy, what did I say to you last week about the Seagulls? Mm. I said they might be a little bit ahead of themselves and they shouldn't get ahead of themselves. And what did they do? <laughs> oh, they were 32 all draw. Oh, they should have put, it should have been 13 plus win for the, the Manly Seagulls. Yeah. Well, well, you'd, you'd, you'd think so, particularly with the way they played early in the season. With the standard they'd set themselves. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, they, they've got quality across the, you know, the entire park. Um, Schuster, of course, you know, back in the half. So I think that, that makes them a much more dangerous footy side, though. He just has this ability that very few players in, in the competition right now, they, they just they don't have that, that, same, that same skill that he has to be able to go take the ball into the line, like, like deep into the line to commit defenders and play like straight down the field. So yeah. he's, not running, he's not running his outside men into the sideline. Mm. He's not pushing them to the sideline yeah. and taking away their space. He gets the ball. He may go across, like sort of on the 45-degree angle maybe for two or three metres, but then he straightens hard into the line. Crazy. Stops the entire defensive line and then gives that... He's, I'll tell you what, he's nailed the no-look pass. Oh. He's nailed the... He, he, he's he, got I, his licence. He's got his no-look licence. It's effective, but, and it looks good at the same time. Yeah. If we're going for, like, creative like style points... Oh, 10 out of 10. He's 10 every he's time. 10 but, that, but then it, it works. It just... He, he's, he's got this ability to play out the back when he's holding up defenders, right at the line... He can cop those wax going to line because yeah. he's he's a hundred plus kilos. Big boy. Big boy. Um, and then and then these outside men they just they just have a field day. Yeah. So I, I like the inclusion of him uh, being back. Um, th- this will be a very good game. I agree. The, the Panthers they had, they had you know, we all know it, they had a blowout win against the Raiders but before that they yeah you know, they've they've just been sort of here and there and mm. what were they two wins two losses I think they might have been. Might have been yep. two losses, Loss, one win. Yeah, because they've had a bye. Oh, yeah. So two losses, one win. Yeah. So they they're not they're not that same team that we've been or we've become accustomed to over the last couple or last three seasons, really. Um, and and you know they've lost some big names, but I still think they're finding their feet a little bit too with the, with the new players in, yep. in particular positions. Well, I think Hosking's going. It's interesting because Hosting's. So initially he came on because uh, it, Martin was injured. Mm-hmm. And then Luke Garner had been moved to the bench or to reserve grade. Yep. And now they've moved Hoskins to Cleary's side. And yes. Martin, I think, is going to be to the other side. Right. 
And so I think they may have found their weapon on the edge that they used to use with Kickout. Kick now, look, he's not the same as Kickout, mm. but they've got an attack weapon now they can go to all the time. Yep. So hopefully that clicks for Panthers. But if I'm the Eagles, I see this as such an opportunity to get our season back on track. And that may sound hyperbolic. And I'm not saying the season's completely off the rails at no. all. <laughs> not at all. But you started so well. You've had a couple of poor games that you should have played quite, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've lost it yourselves pretty much. Mm-hmm. You go, all right, we could we could go out and beat a bottom eight side and we could be questioning ourselves of going, oh, well, was it because it was our bottom eight side? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We can go out and give it to Penrith Panthers and remind ourselves, not anyone else, ourselves, yep. that we are one of the better teams in the comp right now. Yep. Such an opportunity for Manly. Uh, going to be interesting to see Saab return. He's coming back from an ACL, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And obviously being a, a superstar, fast winger. Mm-hmm. Going to be see him kind of hit full stride and, and how he goes with that. Yep. Um, but it's, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, it's 4v5. And Manly prob- possibly, yeah, you think back a fortnight ago, they lost by one point to the Rabbitohs. But that was that forward pass oh. call. That, that was an absolute shamozzle. Shamozzle of a call. Which oh. They later said, no, they got that wrong. I think everyone knew they got that oh wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. So they, they, they could be, um, you know, sitting sort of second at the moment. Um, with or, or Third, they'd be actually above the Roosters. But, um, you know, one position down, they're in a similar spot. They're playing okay footy. That last week was really their first little... Hiccup yeah. of the season, um, but you don't want to be making a habit of those. Yeah, of those things is is, is um, you know getting um, you know having hiccups like that when when you're playing teams that you really should be playing well against and winning. Um, you don't want to make yeah a, a habit of doing that. But this game, you, you can't be in that mindset. Surely you can't be in that mindset when you when you're taking on Penrith. It's just and it's a huge opportunity. It's it's just an opportunity for a statement because as you said. You can't go, all right, we'll, we'll turn up for the big teams and then the, the teams that are, you know, are struggling a little bit will switch off. Um, so, yeah, huge opportunity for Manly. Look, I still mm. do think Panthers win the game. Yep. I think Hoskins is, is actually going to... He may even be a smoky for Dally M. Edge back row. I'll go that mm. far. Wow. That's okay. how highly I rate this kid. Yeah, right. I really, really like him. He's, he's actually a bit older. He's about 24, 25. He's mm-hmm. done his trade yes. in the Q, Q Cup. Now, yep. I'm not saying... Everyone remember, a smoky is someone that is an outsider. <laughs> it's not saying that he's a favourite. <laughs> um, I can see where that's going. <laughs> I, I love him. And, and in the next year or two, whether he's, uh, I think he's a New South Welshman, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting because if you're the outside, wide running forward, outside Cleary, yes. if you wanted a card that you know punched your ticket to get to Origin, yep. that's the best one right? because he's the half. So if you can be, anyway, I'm thinking way down the track, but I think Panthers get the job done here. Yeah, oh, I think I think they may do that as well. Now we're going to head to a break, and after the break, we're going to talk about N two. Mm. Ezra Mam, he's on the line, he's ready to yes. go. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. And uh, look, the producer's done me a massive favour because I got one of my favourite players on the line. He's an absolute <laughs> champion. He's leading the charge of the beautiful Broncos, five and zero to start the season. It's the great Ezra Mam on the line. You there, bro? Hey guys, how's it going? Going good, Ezra. Uh, how are you going, mate? Five and zero. What a hot start for wow. the Broncos. Wow. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, pretty exciting to start the year. So, um, yeah, there's a good vibe around the club, and um, yeah, hope we can just keep the the form up. And mate, well, obviously, you know, you had the last year and you started really well, and the second part, uh, or the last, uh, I don't know, six or seven games, you guys struggled. 
But you opened the year so strongly. Was there anything that you kind of, did you sit down with each other and say, boys, we know how good we are. We, we've proven it last year. And let's kind of, let's get together and send a message at the start of the year. Like what's kind of been the chat internally? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we obviously fell off at the back end of last year. So, um, yeah, at the start of preseason around November, we just, you know, all got together and, um, you know, had a good chat about how we felt about last year. And, um, yeah, we didn't finish the, the way we wanted to, but, um, yeah, we just wanted to make an impact and, you know, really show how keen we are to, you know, turn that around this year. And for yourself, you know, I, I feel like you've improved, you know, had a great debut year, but I think you've improved so much this year, especially your defence, mate. It's been outstanding and how aggressive you are in defence. Is that something that's always been a part of your game or something you felt when you stepped in NRL, you thought, you know what, this is a part of my game I really want to nail? Yeah, no, nah, I've always always loved defence. Um, growing up, I, I like just, you know, being in the middle and defending. Um, but, yeah, obviously last year, um, you know, Renault sat down with me and, you know, I spoke about how, how much of a challenge it is playing, um, you know, three men and um, all the defence that um, comes with it. So, um, yeah, obviously got spotted out a bit last year and, um, you know, during the off-season, obviously bulked up a bit and um, worked on my reads and uh, contacts and all that. So, um, yeah, feeling a lot more confident this year with my defence than last year. Now, Ezra, you, um, you, you played at South Logan, um, in the Intrust Super Cup, and and in 2021 you were um, you were named Rookie of the Year in that year, and you had a monster year: 13 tries, eight try assists, kicked a few goals. Only in 11 games can be wow. 11 games that is not a whole season. Holy! Mate, how did you find how did you find the step up into 2022 when you made your um, NRL debut, where you played over a dozen NRL games? What what did you find was the main difference from you know playing in Intrust Super Cup and then coming up into the NRL? I think um, for myself, it was just, um, you know, playing with players that actually, um, you know, we all had a bit of combination. And um, I think for myself, having Renault there um, was a big help as well. So, um, yeah, it was definitely um, a bit more, you know, free for myself, having Renault there to do the job for me and, you know, steer the ship. And um, But, yeah, obviously the contact was a big step up in... Um, for a challenge for myself so um i think it was just for me just to you know stay consistent and um you know just stick to my role in the team and rather than um you know trying to do jobs for other people on the team in cup so um i think i try to overplay my hand a bit in cup and you know coming into NRL system um they just told me just to stay and do my own role so um yeah just having doing my own role and just nailing that every week was just a bit um easier for myself Mate, uh, you've got the famous six jersey on. Obviously, the great D-Lock, D- I like to call him. Darren Lockyer, we're best mates, mate, so just, just so you know that. Um, but, you know, you've got the six on your back, and, and you've, you've, uh, you've, honestly, you've done it. So you've done the jersey very, very proud. But uh, has, has Darren Lockyer had time to maybe sit down with you and help with your game or speak to you about dealing with pressure and also what it means to wear that famous six Broncos jersey? Have you had a chance to chat to him at all? Uh, no, not not just yet, but, um, you know, Alfie's been a great, um, you know, mentor for myself as well as Renault. Um, you know, Alfie um, was in that position as well. So, um, yeah, he's had a couple of words with me and, you know, just, you know, spoken to me about, you know, getting my, my life sorted 
outside of football because they'll just transfer on the field as well. So, um, yeah, just getting my life organised outside of footy and then, you know, bringing that through to training and doing that week in, week out, then transferring in, into the games. Now, you just spoke about the great Alfie Langer. Is he still wearing those <laughs> disgusting red undies or what? <laughs> yeah, oh, something like that. He, sometimes I see a little pink there, a bit of pink undies. So, uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, definitely see some red undies all the time. But um, yeah, yeah, he's he's been great for me, um, you know, coming into the NRL system. Now, mate, you, you spoke about Alfie. Was he a bit of a, uh, well, an idol for yourself? Because you, you, you grew up um, in Ipswich and, and playing a lot of your junior footy out that way, of course. You know, Alfie's from out there. Kevy, your coach, yeah, Kevy, your yeah. coach Kevy's from out there as well. Were those guys, and I know you're probably quite young when they were running around, but have they been sort of inspiration, like when you were a young man in, in, in Ipswich? Yeah, um, oh, I didn't really watch um, many clips of Alf, but, um, you know, obviously after finally meeting him and learning the history of the club, I, I went back and watched a bit of clips of him. And um, But him and Kev um, sort of, you know, just, Talk to me about you know how I, I was brought up and all that sort of stuff out in Ipswich as well. So, um, yeah, so you know we can just relate about you know living out here and that's where we sort of head with our conversations and you know talk about club footy. Obviously, we played against each other's clubs. So um, yeah, it's just yeah I didn't really watch many um, clips of them, but um, yeah we can still just relate by talking about you know our upbringings and all that sort of stuff. Now, Kempi, I'll tell you why Ezra didn't watch too much of Alfie's footy. Because he was born in 2003. <laughs> oh, mate. Mate, still mate not all enough. of our listeners, seriously, this, this kid, he's, he's, turned, he's just turned 20 this year in January, mate. Yeah. That's right, eh? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's still not good enough, bro. He's turned 20 in January. Mate, get that's a why TV he didn't see Elf. There. Get a TV Elf down finished there. in what? 02. <laughs> Fair yeah, mate, it's just crazy. Like, you like forget. Like... Or something by DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> you go get a VCR player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have any digital footage of the great Elf running around. Yeah. Mate, oh. um, it, especially what, what is interesting, though, is having a guy like Renault, which I think you could probably relate a lot to because, you know, although... You, you've you've bulked up quite a bit. You're still uh, in NRL standards, not in normal standards, but you're still a relatively small six. Has Renault? What has yep. Renault kind of taught you specifically of how to get around that, how to negate that, certain things you can do in defence to, you know, help the fact that you are a bit smaller. What what are certain things Renault's told you to work as a half? Um, yeah, he's just, <clears throat> mainly around defence. Um, you know, obviously um, being smaller, they're going to target you. So. Um, he said, once you just, you know, get up in their face a couple of times and, you know, scare them away, they shouldn't come back. But, um, yeah, just in regards to defense, yeah, just getting up in their face, spooking them and spooking them back into the middle, let the big boys do the work. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good advice for myself. Um, I sort of like that, but on the other hand, I love my defense as well. So, um, yeah. Now, mate, I've been hearing whispers from the boys, and I just need you to confirm this. <laughs> Reese Walsh has been rolling around calling himself Big Sexy. Is that true? <laughs> oh, man. Surely not. Between him and Ricky. Between him and Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> he's just throwing one of the other boys under yes, the bus. Yes. Jordan Ricky. Jordan Ricky and Reese Walsh confirmed walk, rolling around in Brisbane calling themselves <laughs> Big Sexy. Mate, Ezra, both, thanks so much. For, sorry? 
They're both, they're both rolling around the clubs and they're top five. Oh, <laughs> yuck, yuck, wow, mate. Oh, good goss, I love it, mate. I love it, mate. Thanks so much for yeah. joining us, mate. You're absolutely killing it, mate. You're absolutely killing it. Keep working hard and, uh, yeah, love watching you play, buddy. Good luck this weekend. Cheers, lads. Appreciate it. Good Thank on you, you, mate. There he is, Ezra Mam. Absolutely electric young yeah. player coming through. Great player. And it shows you how old we are, Smitty. Oh, mate. I'm asking you, have you, mate, have you watched Elfie play? He wasn't born. Oh, three. Mate, oh, oh my God. goodness me. Oh, yes. and mate, what I love about Ezra's game, though, is that I love the fact that in his second year, his focus was defence. Yeah. How easy is it for a guy like Ezra, with all that attacking ability to go, yeah. you know what, this got me to the dance. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going down this route. Yep. He said, no, nah, I want to do the hardest thing in rugby league, and that's defence. Keeps you in the game. Absolutely. That's why I wasn't in it for very long. Now we'll get. <laughs> uh, we are. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to continue preview on the round. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. Now let's get straight into it. We had the great Ezra Mam on the line. We got the Broncos v the Raiders, seven thirty, SunCorp Stadium. No changes to the team that beat the Tigers last week. Raiders team news. This warms me heart, Smithy. Mm. This warms me heart. Jared yes. Croker earns a recall at the centres, playing his first NRL game since round nine last year. Brad Schneider replaces Matt Frawley at 5'8". How do you see this game playing out, mate? Uh, look, I think all things being equal, I think the Broncos continue their their run. Mm. Uh, and they, just, they win this one again. I agree with you. It's great to see Jared Croker back. In the green jersey, playing for the Raiders. Um, has been a long-time servant of the club. Uh, it's great to see him back and, and fit and ready to go. He's been battling, just battling his body uh, over the last two to three seasons. If, if it wasn't a shoulder, it was a groin. If it wasn't a groin, it was some sort of soft tissue injury. Uh, so great to see him get another opportunity to pull on the Raiders jersey. Um, unchanged. Unchanged team. That's that's is that two or three weeks in a row now for the Broncos? Yeah, they've yeah. they've been able to keep the same lineup, which is it really is a luxury oh, in today's game, mate. Considering you know the issues around um, you know head knocks, concussions, um, even avoiding suspension now is is quite difficult at times. To be able to name an unchanged side for multiple weeks, it's going to become more and more uncommon oh, as 100%. we as as we you know go down the track. So. Um, po- huge positive for the Broncos. They get the same team. They train with the same outfit um, and prepare with the same you know, group of players as they did the last couple of games. I think it's business as usual for them. As long as, as, long as they stay on top of the things that, that they're not doing so well at the moment. Yeah. Like we spoke about at the start of the show. Mm. Before we started previewing these rounds, as long as they stay on top of their game, th- they should continue their run of wins. Although, what do we always say about Canberra? We always talk about that style of footy that they can bring to opposition teams when they're, when they're in good form like the Broncos are. Yeah. And they can just distract them, drag them down, yeah. and, and make them put them off their game. Mm. Mate, I, I totally agree. It's a really it's, – it's a, it's a clash where you go, look, if Raiders come out and shock the Broncos, that's not surprising. Mm. But at the same time, if the Broncos come out and blow them off the park because yes. of the form they're in, that's yes. also not surprising, yeah. um, which is bizarre. But I, I think like the interesting thing of the Broncos right now, it's almost like the positive is if they completed 85% per game, mm-hmm. they should win nearly every game they play yep. outside of four or five. Yep. And so that's the challenge I'd be saying to them, boys, completed 80%, 80%, and then if we complete 80%, you have free reign to play however you like. Yes. 
as long as we get through our sets and we're, mm. you know, let's say we're 10 sets in and we're sitting at a 9 out of 10 or mm. even an 8 out of 10, yeah. then you can go out and do what you need to do because they've proven that the, the, the explosiveness this pack has mm. would rival any pack we've seen. Yeah. We've got Payne Hassett's playing incredibly. Paddy Carrigan, who... He's not playing the traditional 13 role of Cam Murray, Isaiah Yo. It's almost strictly in the middle of the park with other forwards, mm-hmm. where he goes, Haas, get outside me. Great combination, those two. They're so good. Then Flegler's there. You've got Jensen playing career best form, career best footy. But the danger is, is a side like the Raiders, is they, they almost take it as an insult that you're above them on the table sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they go, they almost like, they're the guy in a playground that will go to the biggest kid and say, let's go. Let's have a go. That's what the Raiders are all about. Mm. And so maybe this game for the Raiders is, this is the big kid in the playground right now. Yep. Let's have a crack. And that's where I see the Raiders, if they get super aggressive in the middle, like mm. hyper aggressive, mm-hmm. bit of niggle even, I would be saying do a bit of niggle. Yep. I want the Broncos off their game. Yep. And that's where the Raiders could probably win it, if they do win it. Do you think... Um where 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 does where does Broncos get their points from? Do they go down? Do they attack Jared Croker? First game back in a long time. Like he hasn't played since round nine last year. Mm. Honestly, I think the Broncos forward pack is so explosive that they don't even need to consider where they'll get it from. They I just think start in the middle. Just go, boys, complete our sets. Yep. The points will come. We've yep. got the best kicker in the comp, at least in short game kicking. Mm. We've got. I mean, our front rowers can score tries. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's kind of like the points will come. Just complete at a high percent. Yeah. And Reese Walsh, like. He can create points out of anywhere. Yep. I, I will say, though, if you can get a Jordan Ricky hitting short lines on a, on a center or mm, some of the half. bigger boys going mm. on the halves, that could, that could pay some um, good returns for them. With the Raiders, what would you do if you're the Raiders? Well, I think the important thing is to, well, they're going to, I think they'll play that style of footy too to, to try and upset the Broncos' rhythm. Yeah. Because um, we talk about that rhythm and getting in that flow of, of completing sets and, and defending well. Um, I think that's what they'll try and do. They'll, I think they'll try and rough up Walsh as well. Yeah. If they get yeah. an opportunity to get a hold of Reese Walsh, I think yeah. they'll try and rough him up and try and. That's paying a dollar I one. Just, yeah. <laughs> just try and put him off his game a little bit. Just to, just so when he, when he, does bring a kick return or he gets the ball out the back of you know some sort of you know shift or structure or whatever it is they he's sort of half thinking oh yeah you know like who's coming for me this time do you send big red after him oh Corey Horsburgh yeah just go mate let him off the leash go mad just go mad just like sick him onto someone yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh mate how good's the red you could do it how good's the red he's playing some good footy yeah Yeah. Uh, but but yeah I, I think that's what will be the Raiders approach is to go I reckon they'll They'll look at a couple of their key players, one being Reese Walsh, of course. A little bit hard, hard to sort of target big guys like, like Payne Haas and, yeah, and Carrigan. Not they're, they're not going to sort yeah. of stop playing. But, yeah. you know, if you look at someone like him, maybe, maybe Ezra as well. Even Renault? Who's, who's in good form. The, you know, the halves and maybe the one, they just go, right, every time these guys get the ball, yeah. let's get amongst them, let's rough them up and just try and take, take their mind off what they're meant to be doing. Yep. Uh, now head on to the Titans versus Dragons Sunday, 4pm at Seabus Super Stadium. Easter Sunday. Oh, stop it. Titans team news. AJ Brimson, Kieran Foran are out, replaced by Jaden Campbell, Toby Sexton. What I love about that, though, is like yesteryear of the Titans, or at least in the last few years, you wouldn't be re- replacing Brimo and Foran with Campbell and Sexton. You'd mm. be replacing, replacing them with players that are... Mm. You know, not that no. good. Whereas Sexton was a starting seven last year. Well, Campbell could be a starting fullback at a lot of clubs. We played nearly the whole season. Yeah. Toby Sexton. Yeah. And, and uh, Jaden Campbell, JC, he, he was very good in the number one jersey for the Titans last year. Um, has been biding his time sort of in the reserves and on the bench, um, Jaden Campbell, yeah. being a bit, little bit of a miss, Mr. Fix-It. 
Um, but he gets a great opportunity this weekend. Uh, great to see Toby Sexton back in as well. Mm. I, I thought he, you know, he played some some really good football for the Titans in 2022. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a really good game. I agree. Really I, good game. I agree. Um, Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday, as a, the, all the kids can wake up from the Easter Bunny, get yeah. all their chockies in the morning, and they can head down to C Bus. Uh, to watch the footy. You're giving out sugar-free chockies or? Am I? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the fun in that? I agree, mate. I just <laughs> That's what it's all about. Uh, mate, uh, mate, get, the, get the sugar rush. Mate, sugar-free. Just let them go mad at the footy. I feel like Easter's ruined if you're rolling out sugar-free chockies, surely. Yeah, that's wrong. You've got to be rolling out. That's illegal. Full cream, dairy, chocolate. Thousand <laughs> teaspoons of sugar. Oh, get it in here. Um, no changes to the Dragons, who were very good. I'll tell you what, the Dragons are playing... They're, the first couple of games they played, right? People could pick a, pick their game apart a little bit and go, "Well, yeah, they didn't do well there, and they didn't do well here." I tell you what they are doing—they're playing physical. Mm-hmm. They are playing very physical. Like they're hitting, they're hitting as hard as any team in the comp. Yeah, with hunting their is a pack too. Hunting, they're going after opposition teams. Um, you know, some some areas of their game aren't as aren't as polished or aren't as good as of other teams in the competition, but they are as aggressive as anyone else out there. And that's what hooks all about. Super aggressive forwards, yep. simple game plan, and they've got the half that can get points if they need to. Yeah, so that might be that might be the message again to to the Dragons players is, is say let's go after every Titans player that carries the football yep. and see how they respond. Mate, agree. Can't wait for that clash. Now after the break, we're gonna get to your texts and calls and plenty more footy to talk about. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now on to the Knights v the Warriors Sunday 6:15 p.m. at McDonald Jones Stadium. Phoenix Crossland replaces Tyson Gamble in the halves, who is out with concussion. Warriors team news. Tamade Martin, Tohu Harris, uh, Tohu Harris, both return. Ronald Volkman is out. Just Tavonga moves to the bench. Bailey Sirinan starts the second row in place of the suspended Morata Niakore. How do you see this one playing out? Oh, off the back of, well, off the back of a, a, a strong uh, draw, I was about mm. to say victory, but mm. a strong draw for the Knights. They've uh, they've they've they certainly impressed, and that was off the back of you know the return of Dom Young, of course, um, yep. four try hero for the Newcastle Knights. But the Warriors, for mine, I think they've been the most impressive um, start to this year. Well, yeah, there was a lot of talk around the Dolphins, and that was great. You know, the first couple of weeks, but you know, for the Warriors now to be sitting second on the ladder. And just the style of footy that they're playing, like the the the, the, the mentality and, and the tough, the mental toughness that they have had in the in the opening rounds is, has been super impressive. Um, two big ins as well, Tamari Martin and and Toru Harris both back. That that only makes this a, a stronger side. I actually think they can they can win. I, I think they. I don't know if they went home or not. Maybe they stayed. I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah. But they. Um, no, they probably went home because this is a Sunday game. But I reckon, I reckon they'll come back and the, and they'll they'll beat the Knights. Wow, beat them! I mean, I've what, got them winning win? again. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be you got the Knights who can take a lot of confidence out of last week's game. Tyson Gamble being out, the only you know Phoenix Crossland is a almost a like for like replacement in, in regards to talent, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But the problem is Tyson Gamble has been building his combination with Hastings. Yep, and so that combination almost has to hit reset again. Yep. You know, Hastings has to get a new halves partner in. Look, I think the Knights get it purely being at home. Mm-hmm. But I like if if the Warriors can play like they did in that second half, 
mm. then obviously they get the job done. Yep. I just worried, you know, do they start slow again? Mm, and the yeah. Knights will be looking for redemption as well because they beat the Knights at their home ground. Yes. Um, and also good news, Kalen Ponga has been seen back at training for the Newey Knights. Wow. Which is good. Yep. Back from Canada. Yeah, back from Canada. Ball playing, back in training. So that's really good news. Mm-hmm. Where do you, if you're the Knights... What's what's the game plan? How are you attacking this Warrior side that seems to, you know, is it the edges like the the, the Sharkies did at the start of last game? Yeah. Or is it through the middle? Well, I think you take a lot out of last week's game where the Sharks ran out to, what was it, 18-0? I think it was 20-0. 20-0 yeah. almost yeah. Until, until the Warriors scored, scored. scored a point. So you, you look at that and go, right, where, where was the opportunities that presented um, for the Sharkies and, and just run off that because that's where the easy points were early. Mm. Um, not, you know, not saying that you're going to run through the Warriors, but that's where they found the the first 40 minutes, you know, to, to attack and, and get across the try line. I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't go away from that. Mm. If it worked last week, you'd like to think that it's going to opportunities will present themselves at some stage this week as well. But they just they got to have that mindset that they can't switch off. If they do find early points, also have in the back of your mind like this Warriors side, they're a team that aren't going away this year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they've, they've, yeah, they've done it multiple. They've done it a couple of times already this year, where opposition teams have started much stronger than they have, but then they just they stick at it and stick at it, and then all of a sudden opportunities come up for guys like Sean Johnson and the likes, and they they're capitalising on it, and and it's almost like it's the retro Warriors where. They may start poorly, mm. but as soon as they get a sniff and a little bit of momentum, yeah. away they go. Yeah, yeah. And they're hard to stop. Yeah, once they get that momentum, very hard to take it away. Mm. Now, Tigers v. the Eels, Monday, 4 p.m., a core stadium. Tigers team news. Charlie Staines moves to fullback. Adam Dewey returns to the halves, which I'm assuming Wakeham uh, has been dropped. Mm. Uh, Brent Naden returns at centre, and Kapoa moves to the wing. Now wasn't didn't Kapoa at some wasn't he at edge back row at one point? Oh. This year anyway. Yeah. Naden returns to centre. Kapoa moves to the wing. Eels team news. The great Sean Lane returns. Oh. Second row for his first game of the year. Ryan Madison starts at lock. Hopgood moves to the bench. That's that's surprising. I thought Given Hopgood, his form. And he's a out and out thirteen as well. Yeah. Yeah, wow, okay. Hopgood moves to the bench. Hayes Dunster replaces the suspended Bailey Simonson on the wing. Sean Russell places Wonga Blake in the centres. That's okay. Wow. So is he fit? I think he is. Is Wonga Blake fit? I'm not sure. He's been dropped. Well, he wasn't. I don't think Wonga Blake was on the injury list, so yeah. he must have been dropped. Okay. Um, look, I, I, I think they did need to make some changes on their centre and wing positions. I, mm. I just didn't, don't know if it was working. Yep. Wonga Blake seems to go really well when he goes back in reserve grade, gets some confidence back, and then you bring him into first grade and he'll put together some good footy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, that Hopgood move for me is super interesting. What are we speaking about pretty much all episode? It's about combinations. Yeah. you want to keep that 13 in there for the whole year, wouldn't you? Yeah. And and he's been... I've, I've heard his name in conversations around origin. Mate, 100%. Like po- possible origin. Um, so, yeah, well, that's that's you know, that might be just the best make-up for their side at the moment is, yep. is Hopgood going back to the bench. Um, the concerning thing for... Me, um, for Parramatta is that like last week that the scoreboard looked okay in the end, twenty eight twenty against the Roosters, but the game was well and truly done. Yeah, they scored a couple what in the last like three minutes. Yeah, it was just like throw the ball, throw caution to the wind, mm. get a couple of tries from. Yeah, it. so that that that's the issue that Parramatta have at the moment is that they, they they weren't really in the game. They're playing with plenty of effort. I'll give them that. Yeah. Okay, and then we talk about we talk about that. So that's that's a huge positive, is that Brad Arthur as coach, he's not he's not 
searching for effort from his players. Yep. They are they are playing with a lot of effort, but the the you know the, it's just not happening for them at the moment with you know their execution of of their of their plays. Mm. Now we're going to head to a break. Before we do, hey boys, permanently switched my work from home day to Wednesday so I could join in. You legends on fire today, loose Bruce in Cairns. Oh, Brucey, good on you, Bruce. Good on you, Brucey. Absolute legends. We're going to head to a break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show and give our sure things, which are always not sure things. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. Let's now share our sure thing for our sure hire, the temporary work experts, surehire.com.au. So... Basically, we pick what we think is a sure thing. So whatever I pick, just pick the opposite. Just pick the opposite. Who'd you go last week? I went the Rabbitohs. But yeah. as we talked, mm. talked about in the break, maybe I may have done it with the wrong intentions in yeah, my heart. The wrong reasons. And I was, and I was punished for it. Mm. I was punished for it. Because you, so. you wanted to see the Storm lose. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're reporting. But Smitty, what have you got for your sure thing this week? Okay. I'm going to go... I'm actually going to go to the Cowboys against the Dolphins. Okay. Cotter, okay. Cotter returning. Yeah, drinking. drink water returning. Yep. I, I think they're, they're my sure thing. And you? I am going to go as a, a way to say sorry to the Rabbitohs, Rabbitohs for cursing them with my sure thing bet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the Rabbitohs as an apology, but fully my heart is behind it this okay, time. So it's a, it's a saying, look, I back his all the way, boys, to get the job done. So Rabbitohs this week is my sure thing. Sure Hire, Australia's most complete shoring, propping and traffic product range. Call one three hundred Sure Hire. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.